What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 119 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react things, do with random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. And uh, I know you're noticing right now that everything looks a little different than normal for Tasty Cast. We ran into some pretty significant technical difficulties out in the set, uh, having some issues. So we're going to do it here. You guys understand? And uh, hopefully we get that shit figured out soon um, because this is weird. So we're in uncharted territories right now. So if something happens in this video, you guys get it. Something where This is fucking brand new for us. So Wait we're just going to try this out so quick reminders to download and play call of duty world war 2 and star wars battlefront 2 both offer for free on playstation plus make sure to download those play those come back at the end of the month for plus club let us know we thought of those games we'll let you know we thought of them and our game of the month picked by chris is divinity original sin 2 which is a top-down uh rpg turn-based game where you go around you fucking make decisions and have your adventure make your own characters and it's a big ass game that i need to play more of this month uh make sure to play that as well uh type in hashtag ask tlg on your comment if you'd like your comment to be considered to be on our segment where we reply to you guys in the comments uh throughout the last week uh, we'll be doing that this episode so if we don't read your comment and you didn't type in hashtag ask tlg that's why i didn't pick it for sure because if you did that i would pick your comment for sure, unless it says some really crazy shit. Um, we have a Discord link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all the time, and we're on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. All right, Taste Cast, weird ass Taste Cast, fucking 119. We're celebrating almost 120 episodes by filming in my room. Um, <laughs> but for real, uh, the Cyberpunk video, uh, our most viewed video, is so close to hitting 100,000 views. That's insane. I'm thinking of maybe doing something for that because that's a huge milestone for this channel to have a video with 100,000 views on. It's fucking crazy. Um, so thank you, everybody who watched that video. And a lot of our subscribers came from that video. So for sure. um, that's the video that keeps giving. Um, so I'm glad that that is a thing. So TasteCast, let's jump into what we've been playing. My list is pretty moderate. I I'm just going to jump in first because I, I got a couple things to talk about. Maybe I can set a pace here that will be a little faster than the last two taste casts where we filmed for like three hours. Um, and I, as much as I love talking for three hours with you guys, fucking our setup right now, I'm like so worried something's going to go wrong. I'm just like, uh, we just need to fucking go. So, um, I have played a couple card games. Uh, I downloaded, bought and downloaded uh, Griftlands, a game I've never heard of until today. Uh, apparently it's on Epic Game Store for a little bit and then it finally came out on Steam. So that's how I'm playing it now. And what it is, is a uh, card builder type game similar to um, Slay the Spire and Monster Train and a couple other games like that where you play through uh, kind of like a roguelike. Um, you get cards, uh, you build your deck, and then you uh, go into combat with those decks and it's uh, a lot of strategy, um, which is funny because I'm not a big card guy. I don't like card games that much, but this kind of genre is growing on me because it it's... It's more like you're using moves with the cards as opposed to... It's all visual as opposed to actually playing a card game where you're actually putting it out. I guess it's pretty much the same thing, except for it's a more visual Experience. medium. Yeah. yeah. But it's starting to evolve. So Slay the Spire I played, and I really fucking liked it. So much so I wanted to get it on my phone. I was like, this game would be great on my phone. And I don't know if it's out on Android yet. I know it's out on iPhone. Um, but there's a lot of like ripoffs of it that play just as good as it. So I'm like, all right. And they're like free. So I'm like, all right, well, fuck Slay the Spirals, play these on my phone. Um, and then uh, played a couple other games like that. But this one's interesting because they're all interesting. But this one takes the combat of Slay the Spire with the cards, but mixes it with um, 
these story arced scenarios that if you fail, you have to restart again like any other game like this. But you start out and you make decisions, you have to talk with people, and you have to take on missions, kind of like a, an RPG. And then you click on a map and you travel, and sometimes on your travels you'll run into random encounters where somebody will try and rob you or want to gamble with you or whatever. But then when you talk with people, they'll be purple and red. And purple essentially is diplomacy and red is uh, combat. And you have decks of cards for diplomacy and decks of cards for combat. And so if you decide to fight somebody, you pretty much play Slay the Spire like you would any other game. But the diplomacy is interesting because you can get in an argument with people and you can defeat them through diplomacy uh, with your cards. You have a deck of cards for that as well. Um, which is cool because in the combat it makes sense. You just kind of play the cards. Some are defensive, some of them are offensive. But in the uh, like arguing uh, deck of cards, there's ones that almost like buff up your argument and debuff their argument, and they'll put up buffs for their argument, and you can destroy those arguments. And it's really interesting. I am not hearing Chris. Do you hear Chris? Mm-hmm. Chris, talk. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. This it takes a second. For your mic to pick up, apparently. Yeah, it sounds like maybe if you're not talking loud enough, it's not picking you up. Um, so, just make sure when you talk, make sure to talk fucking, like... Loud. There you go, perfect. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, it's really interesting, because as you're in an argument with somebody, they the characters are just standing there, and they're looking at each other, and they'll actually say stuff to each other, like, I don't agree with that, or like, no, I don't like that, or, ah, you're wasting my time. But as you're, like, pulling the cards out and stuff like that, you're building up your argument and, and taking down their argument, and then their argument has, I forgot the word for it, but it's essentially the life bar. You're trying to decrease their argument until you destroy them, and then sometimes that will lead to the end result, or sometimes that will lead to combat. And it's interesting, because if they plan on fighting you anyway after the debate... There's ways to, uh, they might have like a bird with them, and you can destroy in their argument the use of their bird. So when you get into combat with them, they won't have it with them. So there's a lot of really intricate systems involved with this. And it's and I, I played through, I played for like three fucking hours. And um, I finally lost, because in these games you're going to lose eventually and restart. And then you're going to build up your deck, get new cards unlocked, which this does as well. And then eventually, it seems in this game, you'll get to an end result in the story. But it seems like there's three characters and they all have like two stories apiece um, with the random events that happen as you play them. So there's a lot of replayability involved. So um, it's really cool. Uh, I, I like it a lot. I think it's a, an awesome evolution of this genre to the point that I was I did not see this coming. These games exist. You showed me Monster Train recently. Mm -hmm. I played that. That's pretty much Slay the Spire, but a tower defense game. Yeah. This takes it to a whole new level. It feels like an RPG. It barely feels like a card game. Um, so anyway, I'm going to recommend this to like everybody. Um, it's $12 on Steam right now. It's normally 15 So if that sounds interesting to you at all, I highly recommend it. If you're even thinking about it, just pick it up. If it sounds interesting at all, you're going to like it. Um... On top of that, I've played Monster Train, so I'm playing these card games recently. Monster Train is a little more simple in the sense that you are in a train. There's a storyline about something about hell and heaven, shit like that. But uh, people are assaulting your train, and at the very top of your train, you have um, like uh, what is that? Pyre. Yeah, but it's like running the train. They're trying to destroy it. Yeah, it's essentially it's the last flame of hell. You're transporting it. It's part yeah, of the yeah, train, yeah. but you're yeah. trying to reignite hell with it. Yeah, and they're trying to destroy it. And so there's multiple floors of, of this train or whatever that you're in. And they enter one area, and you set up people. They're cards you execute. And then you have moves to execute as well. And uh, they essentially fight, fight, fight. And if they don't die, they'll move up to the next 
uh, floor, and if they fight and survive, they'll go to the next floor, and eventually they go up to the pyre and try and destroy it. Um, it's kind of cool for me just because it feels like Slay of Spire, which I like, but it's also a tower defense, which I love. I love tower defense games, and it's got a lot of um, really neat ideas. Um, so I've been enjoying that as well. It's weird that I own two of these games in one week. Um, I've just been buying a lot of weird random indie games. Speaking of random indie ga random indie games, uh, I picked up Barotrauma, Barotrauma, uh, which is uh, a game I want to play with people. It is a 2D perspective game where you are a crew in a submarine underwater, um, but there's monsters underwater. And so you're going on these missions, and everyone plays a different role. There's a mechanic, there's an engineer, there's all sorts of people. There's like a combat dude. Um, and you walk around these dimly lit uh, submarine corridors, uh, walking around, running the submarine. Uh, someone's piloting it through you know, these dark-ass waters because you're at the bottom of the ocean, essentially. And the only light you can see is the lights you're using. So when you look out the windows of the submarine, it's just pitch black except for the light of where the window's going. Yeah, it's creepy. And then like there's parts of the ship where... like um you know the, the lights are all on hopefully but if something happens you have to have like a mechanic go and fix it or an engineer but like alien or like these monsters will infiltrate your ship kind of like alien so like there's these parts where you're just like walking around with like a fuck flashlight or it's dark and you got to like repair the thing and it's like creeping around in the vents and shit and then there's like combat dudes who can go fucking fight these things all the while you're moving the ship through the ocean going on uh these like missions where you have to leave the submarine and like uh, go down into like shipwrecks and stuff and recover things there's all like derelict submarines and stuff you have to go into and there's monsters in the ocean as well just floating around they have to fight sounds like so, a Chevy game for sure it's, it's 2d so it's not it's yeah. not too creepy but it, it there's a lot of um there's a lot of visual character to the game that really does come off as like this creepy fucking like underwater mission that you're on it reminds me almost of that uh <clears throat> that movie uh Oh shoot! The abyss? No, in space. Alien? Have, no, they have to reignite the sun. And they're the second. sunshine. Yes, yeah, sunshine. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Um, it's cool though because there's every class has like specific things they have to do. So like, I only did the training really in the game, and I watched a couple of videos on it. I, I want to play with people, but um, the mechanic you're like going around like fixing all the machinery in the ship blah 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 but the engineer you're like fixing like the lighting and stuff so like you have access to like these panels you have to open up and you have to grab wires connected to this and walk down the hallway and find the other panel and connect the wire there to get the lights to go down the ship interesting and um there's all this stuff to it that if you had like a team of people together actually playing their roles know what they're doing like i was playing the engineer i'm like i don't want to play the fucking engineer <laughs> i don't like this mechanic was easy though you just walk up with a wrench and you start going and you fix the shit up um, but, uh, it, it'd be a fun game to play with people, but, uh, I like the tone because there's that creepy element of like, you could be getting attacked by something or something could be inside your submarine. You got to take care of it and you got to fix everything. Uh, water can take it. Like you can take on water in the submarine and like have to drain the water and shut doors to make sure it doesn't keep going through the ships like that. And you can like open it and it like there's physics. So when the water comes and hits you, your guy will fall down. And he has to get back up and start swimming. So it's 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 kind of a crazy idea. Um, shout out to uh, to Runty for for telling me about that because I didn't know about this game until she said something about it, and I was like, I'll look into it. And I'm like, yeah, I want to play this with people. You can play it by yourself, but I was like, who the fuck would do that? <laughs> like, I'm just gonna sit in a submarine by myself underwater and get murdered. 
Um, sounds like a good time. We recently played Call of Duty World War II, which we will talk about in greater depth. Uh, hot submarines depth. Um, we'll talk about that at the end of the month for uh, Plus Club. I forgot what show that we're even talking about that game for. Um, <laughs> it's like, why are we talking about this game? Uh, me and you played it. Mm-hmm. Um, we did some matches. I'm not going to talk about impressions, really, but we did a couple matches in multiplayer. You played the single player a little bit, mm-hmm. and then we played zombies for like an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, you knew we were playing Saturday? <laughs> um, yeah, so we played that for a while, so we'll, we'll definitely have uh, stuff to talk about um, then. And then also... Uh, well, shit. Uh, I'm already almost done. Conan Exiles, I'm still doing my compound. Um, I got a lot done the other day. Uh, I spent about a good three, maybe four hours in there working on a new wall to uh, maybe the east side of my compound. I'm not sure what direction it is. Oh, no, it's north. It's northern. Northeast. Um, and uh, it looks really cool. Then I built a new house for myself. Um, I took... I got footage of it, so hopefully I remember to put this in here. You guys can see what I'm talking about. But uh, built a house, new house for myself, so now my old house is available if somebody wants to fucking move in there. Um, <laughs> and uh, I told Chevy, I was like, hey, dude, my old house is available if you want. It's a lot bigger than what you got going on. Um, but uh, With my, my mat and yeah. a box in my room. Yeah, I literally like walked <laughs> to my old house, grabbed all my tables and shit, and fucking just kind of lugged that over to my new house. Uh, which is a lot cooler, although it's kind of ugly, but I made it ugly on purpose. I want it to be, I want all the buildings in my compound to have a specific look to them so that you could easily give directions. Like, oh, it's the house with the fucking weird triangular shaped roof. Oh, it's the house with the fucking eagle statue on top of it. I want all these landmarks so that if you're wandering around through there, you'll recognize or understand or know where you're at once it's complete. Because when I'm done with it, it's going to be uh, really intricate. So. Um, I've recently moved a lot of stuff too that was in the middle of my compound. There was an area with just a bunch of fucking pets just standing around. I was like, you guys need like a specific area to be. So I fenced in where my, um, uh, where, where my horse and, um, stable are. And I just put all my animals in there with some tents and shit. Some of them were just kind of hanging out, looking over the fence and shit. Um, we had two hyenas. I named one after community member Psycho Scream. You also grabbed a hyena i keep bringing this up because we just got two hyenas so i was like i got a i got a good idea i named one psycho i named the other one scream so i'm sure i'm sure psycho scream would be very happy to know that he's two of our pets at once um (laughs) yeah uh that that game's great and that's a game that i'm easily oddly enough kind of hopping in there for a little bit doing some shit and then leaving i'm almost treating like an mmo mm-hmm. i'll hop in get a couple things done and i'll leave and go play other games and then i'll come back josh is in there like fucking every night and he's like hello please <laughs> hello conan conan please um i need to go check what he's been doing i checked out his elevator fucking to be continued from last taste cast where i was like i don't know where the fuck it is i found it there's a wall there there's a there's like a tiger or some shit right next to it killed me in one hit um, just ran, went, I was like, all right. So the elevator, I had to wait for that fucking elevator to come down. Otherwise I was going to say, okay, the elevator makes sense. There's a fucking tiger. I'm not walking past him. Cause I was looking at the elevator and I was looking to the left. I'm like, he's walked through there. I went to walk over there and then the tiger was there. I was like, Oh, <laughs> just go over the wall. Makes sense. You don't have to explore all this dangerous ass shit. Um, I also ran around and, uh, explored a lot. Uh, the last time I played, um, 
went up north as soon as I got to the snowy area I was like nope and I turned around because I've been there before and you die quick up there um went over into the jungle there's parts of that jungle that are fucking dangerous other parts not so bad um and yeah I need to play more I got big plans for my compound I'm planning on making a second one although I'm not even I'm like I would say 15% to 20% done with my original one so it's hard for me to conceptualize working on a second one but I'll do it once I start, I'll, I'll fucking keep going. I'll deforest <laughs> the whole planet to make uh, my vision real. Um, so yeah, the game's great. Uh, and then I played Torchlight 3, which I guess I was not the only one who didn't know it just got released out of the blue. I, I went on Twitter, and I looked at all the release stuff. It was yesterday. As of recording today, yesterday it released, and it released out of the blue. Like, if you look in the comments, everybody's like, what the fuck? They're like, Torchlight 3? <laughs> fuck yeah, I'll buy this. So I, that that word of mouth campaign of like, just release it. Fucking don't tell anybody, it's just out. Uh, but um, luckily I got to play it. Uh, a lot of people are having issues. That being, uh, it's an always online game and the servers are not playing well with people. A lot of people can't even get into the game. Um, and uh, just... Before I even go into talking about the game, this is something they're aware of. This is something they're trying to fix. This is something they will fix. It's a pretty big issue, I know. Um, and all the negative reviews that you're reading, if you're looking into this game right now, mostly have to do with that, which I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, they will fix this problem. So just wait to buy the game or buy it and wait, buy it and play it like I did because um, it worked for me for a little bit. Um, and uh, yeah, they're, they're going to fix it. They also plan on implementing um, an offline mode. So I would just wait on that if you're planning on buying this game, or buy it now and just wait. Also, a friendly reminder that early access means that they're still working on the game. So if you yeah. buy into that, you're buying into beta. Yeah, you're you're agreeing to that. Yeah, <laughs> that's something people don't really think about. They get like a lot of people are like, "What the fuck? I paid for this." I'm like, "You bought early access, though. You agreed to that." Yeah, you're a producer at this point. Yeah, you're <laughs> investing in the game, and they're giving you the early version of it as incentive to do it. Um, anytime I buy early access, I expect something. And if I don't see anything, awesome. I'm playing fucking, uh, Grifflands. There's not an issue in that fucking game. Not a single one. That game is great. Just works. Yeah. Early access. They're like, here's all our plans to implement into this game. And I'm like, it feels like a fucking full-ass game already. Um, so yeah, there's, there's issues. Uh, so my experience so far, I actually played this game, I think for six hours on stream. So if you want to watch my gameplay, I played every single class until level five to get a feel for them. Um, and so if you're curious about that, that's there. Um, people are actually watching it because a lot of people can't play it. So it kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, there is, I forgot the name. There's the Dusk Mage. I think the name of it is, um, the, the Choo Choo Train Boy. Um, literally has a fucking train turret, which is interesting. Um, the forged, which is a, well, I was gonna say a four-legged robot, but you can change the legs. Um, but it's a robot with a cannon in its chest. And then the sharpshooter, who is a person who uses bow and arrow, but also can access spirits, which is an interesting, uh, class. Yeah, it's, it's weird. They're all weird. They're all really weird classes. Um, which I kind of welcome. Um... So yeah, I played it for six hours. It worked the first time I played it. The only reason I'm saying it in that way, and I'll go back to the, the class in a sec, is I logged in today. I deleted some of the characters I made because I didn't really like the way I had them built. And the game is pretty strict about you can't 
You might be able to respec later in the game, but the way the game works is you get these things called respec respectables. Um, and you get like one at a time. And you can use the one to get rid of one of the skill points you put in. Kind of like Path Early, of Exile. Early Path of Exile, yeah. yeah. Um, which I, I like, but I don't like. Um, so I was like, I'll just restart my characters on level 5. Uh, all the characters I deleted and restarted, I can't get into the server. I'm getting the same message everybody else is getting. It's like, can't connect to the server. So, luckily, I didn't delete one of my characters. They connect to the server just fine. Which is weird. That is weird. It is, yeah, it's fucking, it's weird as shit. So, um, something's up to the point where my original characters, all of them worked. I even logged into one of them before I deleted them. They worked. And then all my new characters, none of them will connect. So, it's obviously something they gotta fix. Um, so I'm glad I didn't delete one of my characters because I get to still play the game with only that character. Very weird problem to have. That being said, all that shit that I just want to make sure is out in the air and everybody understands, you know, where this game's at right now and they'll fix it, I'm sure, hopefully within this week, um, is, uh, it, it, it feels like Torchlight. It feels like if you're a fan of Torchlight, Torchlight 2, it feels similar to it. It does feel kind of different. Um, there's a couple new things to it. Obviously the new classes, um, but also there's a new fort system now where you actually run around, you find trees you can harvest, rocks, um, minerals, um, there's nodes that you walk up to, you don't need anything to do them, just click on them and you sit there and go ching, 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 and you collect all the stuff out of them. Then when you go back to your fort, you have all these things you can build. Some of them are just decorations, which I appreciate, like benches and wagons and all sorts of stuff you can decorate your fort. And your fort is uh, account based, it's shared. So okay. all your characters get to contribute to your fort. And your friends can come visit your fort. And your friends can contribute to certain things if they want to. So for instance, I built a plant that gives me 1% uh, like luck in finding items. Uh, when I donate uh, items to it, it grows. And it goes to 2%, 3%, 4%, 5%. Your friends can also donate to it, and they get a temporary buff if they, if they donate to it while playing with you. That's interesting. It is interesting. Um... And then you can do it to their fort as well. And you can simultaneously visit each other's forts. So it's not like you're playing my game. We just connected. I can individually do my missions. You can do your missions. Or we can play together. So it's built like an MO because anyone who knows, uh, Torchlight 3 was supposed to be Torchlight Frontiers, which is going to be a free-to-play MO. They realized people hated that, me included. And they went, we'll just make Torchlight 3. Right. And so they definitely kept some of those ideas. And that fort system is really fucking neat because you get to decorate your own fort. There's aesthetic things to build. There's uh, uh, things for crafting. Um, all sorts of stuff. There's there's a lot in there. And it's just neat you can visit each other's forts. Although there was this time where um, uh, me and the person I was playing with fucking were going to the fort and it was somebody else's fort. It wasn't even either of ours. I was like, who the fuck is Miss something, something, something? It looked like a French name. Um, so that was really weird. And then I looked up online and people said they're running into that as well. Um, so some people will just like teleport to the fort and it's not their fort. It's somebody else's. I think something like that happened in PSO2 as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, so yeah, fort system's really neat. Um, the mission setup is pretty much pretty typical of this kind of game you go talk to somebody you go to the mission you can have multiple mission side quests go do them um a lot of random locations it seems like the maps are procedurally generated it seems like similar to diablo 3 though and other games like this there are key points that will randomly generate in the map somewhere that you need to go to but the rest of it seems random because every time i've played the same area they seem different i could be wrong maybe i was just very tired it was very tired um but it, they did seem different i played four different classes and they all seemed pretty different, but all had the same locations eventually you'd find. Um, 
So yeah, uh, I, I like, I, I can't remember the name. It's the conductor guy, train guy. I, I think he's interesting. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, he has a, a turret similar to like the engineer in Torchlight 2. Um, but this turret is a train that literally follows you as you run. It creates a train track and it just follows you slowly everywhere you run and it's kind of fucking obnoxious because there's a train track everywhere and this train looks like a little like toy train because it's like green and blue and all the compartments are different color because as you level it up you get to put new turrets on parts of the train so it just kind of builds into a full train with turrets so mine was a machine gun turret on the front of the train and the back had a mortar launcher and it randomly just shoots on its own but then if you press the button again you can actually launch to a direct area that you want you can also press the first button to summon it and then press it again to make it stop. So you can just have it stationary like a like a like a turret. And then press the button again to make it follow you. So the strategy there. Um, and it's interesting. Um, although I've talked to two people that don't like the train at all, which I understand it's kind of it's kind of annoying. Uh, it could be, specifically if you don't like turrets in games or don't want a fucking turret following you like that. Um, you can not spec into that train and spec into other stuff. So you can just get rid of it completely. Um, yeah, it sounds like pet jobs in MMOs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, Then the forged, like I said, is a robot that starts off uh, with a sword and shield, and it has all these like um, protective abilities. So you you think, oh, it's a fucking, it's it's a tank, it's some kind of support um, class, but also has a cannon in its chest, and it just starts out just like a machine gun, and it does a shitload of damage. It's probably one of the strongest fucking classes I started with. It just goes, and then you have a sword and shield. But you can switch. It seems like all the classes, you can put any weapon in their hands, which is interesting. Um, So you don't have to go with what uh, it gives you. Um, The thing that's really neat about this game, too, is the attention to detail. Every character um, harvests from nodes differently. So the robot will pull out a jackhammer, go, and then somebody else will have a pickaxe. And then the magic guy will, like, use these ethereal fucking pickaxes, and they fly at the thing. Um, so they put a lot of work into it. And then also, you can put armor on all your characters to make them look different, obviously. Luckily, this game, you put armor on, it, it shows you it. The robot, though, changes its body parts. So if you put on gloves, it has new arms. And then if you put on, like, a chest piece, it has a new uh, chest piece. Uh-huh. And then even the cannon will cha- change. Um, the head will change. The legs. I, at first, had f- uh, four spider legs, and they turned into tank treads later. So really, really neat. So they definitely care about aesthetics. Yeah, 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 they put a lot of work into it. Um, The Dusk Mage is probably the most traditional character in the game so far. It has a dark and light magic um, synergy to it. You have two bars, and as you use them, they kind of build up, and you can use them to play off of each other. Kind of reminds me of What's-His-Face in Warframe. Um, Fuck. Oh, no. Yes, thank you. It kind of reminds me of that. Um, But all the moves I've gotten for that character so far are all typical. One's like a fucking fireball, the other one's a laser beam that you'd see in any fucking ARPG. All the moves are so typical. Um, so not really a big complaint, but with all the classes in the game that are really kind of weird, this one is just so basic. So I'm hoping they turn into something really interesting. Also, uh, that character just has like no ass. It has He has like an inverted ass. Not everybody can have an ass, all right? This is true, you, but it's... You gotta represent those with no ass. And they did, so I'm not complaining. It's just an observation. I'm not used to seeing no asses in games. Um, I was looking, and I was like, where's his ass? Um, bold move, bold move. <laughs> yeah. Um, big character. T- don't need him. Just fucking 
hey man, some people just don't have these, and that's fine. Um, I hope all the people out there who just don't have an ass go look at that character and go, finally. And they just play that character. Representation. Yeah. Um, and then the bow chick, who's really interesting, the sharpshooter, she has all these bow moves. Uh, you, know, you can rain down arrows. Uh, there's one that's like a three-on burst machine gun, which I kind of like. Uh, one that shoots like a shotgun, multiple arrows. But then she can also summon spirits. Uh, which is the weird part about it. So I have these two little gremlin goblin dudes who are just spirits. And they run around. They go just talking and attacking shit. And then one that's like it's not even a spirit. It's just a ball of rats. It's all these rats in a ball, and you fucking roll it forward, and and it, you you actually have to aim it. You roll it like a bowling ball, and it doesn't stop. It just keeps rolling, hitting people, and it poisons people. So that's kind of fun. I like I like doing it because. It's cool to see a group of people and just hit them with it. And I'm glad, like a lot of games, you'll roll a ball, hit, and then it just goes... But this just right. keeps going through people. So you hit everybody who's in your trajectory, which I dig. Um, she's probably... Her and the robot are my favorites so far. And I like the choo-choo dude, uh, just because he's such an interesting class. An interesting take on um, turrets in, in games like this. And the mage is probably my least favorite, just because he's, he's the most traditional. So there's... He's not, it's not even that he's bad. It's just that he's less interesting. Um, also, so you have your two skill trees. Um, one for your, like, your main thing, and then the other one is like more traditional like melee moves or magic moves. But like with the train, you have the train tree. And then you have his like move-move tree. And then there's another tree for something. It seems like they're almost account, acro across like, your account. You get these... Um, these passives you can equip right now i can only equip one at a time i have like five available um and then i think at level 15 you unlock the second one third one and they're all like typical like 50 percent of this increased uh run speed 10 percent um shit like that so you can kind of uh and you unlock them as you play the game so you get more and more and more some are more class specific so i haven't unlocked those yet then there's relics you can craft and you craft a relic and as you use it, it levels up. And then those have skill trees. Um, so, for instance, I have one that uh, is all about bleed damage. So, um, it, it's, it essentially has a timer. And once the timer's up, it's ready to use. You press E. And mine has this thing where blades spin around me when I hit E. And then after that, I start doing bleed damage to everybody. So, anyone I attack, they start bleeding. Now, you can increase the stat for the bleed damage. You can also start having it essentially be like a vampire build and start sapping fucking uh, health from people. Um, you can increase the damage of the blades when you spin, and then there's more parts of it that unlock as it levels up. Okay. So every relic just builds on its own, and you can unequip them. So it kind of tells me that I'll be able to unequip this, put it in my shared storage, and have somebody else use it if they want to use it, and then I can build another relic and start leveling that one up. I saw electricity one, had a bunch of random electricity pillars that fucking would show up and just hit people and stuff like that. So... There's these like almost across the board skills that you can have as well. Because at first I'm like, this game's kind of bare bones when it comes to the skills. It has like two skill trees. Um, but then I saw the relics. I'm like, oh, okay, there's more to this than that. So um, all in all, there's a lot of creative things going on here. And I really enjoyed playing it. Um, has the pets as well from Torchlight. Uh, if you're familiar or not familiar, uh, Torchlight 1 and 2 has a pet system where you 
get a pet, you uh, run around, they fight stuff with you, and then you can load them up uh, with stuff from your inventory. You can send them back to town. They'll be gone for two minutes, and then they'll come back. It's a real good way to just not have to go back to town every time you want to sell some shit. Um, in Torchlight 2, you picked one at the very beginning as the game stayed out. There's more and more pets, and then in the uh, Steam Workshop, you could download more community-made ones. And it's more of an aesthetic, but in this, uh, they all have... Um, uh, stats and properties to them and at first there's only three pets to pick from the alpaca uh, from the second one uh, a golden retriever from the second one and an owl uh, which we're all familiar and they all have three color schemes to them uh, a piece so you can pick one pick one of the three color schemes and at first i'm like okay hopefully they add more because this isn't very many pets well when you beat bosses there's a boss chest and there's typically a pet chest so there's random pets to find and random colorization. So maybe it's a pet you already have, but a different colored version of it that wasn't offered in the beginning of the game. So it's another thing to unlock while you play the game. Well, and you had said that they were originally making an MMO, and it seems like they had a, a mindset on things to grind towards. Yep. So. Yeah, it, it does feel like an MMO. But it also, there's nothing trying to make you waste time to incentivize you to pay for things yeah, yeah. so it feels premium but a lot of the ideas you can tell were definitely where they're thinking i mean they they reference the frontier constantly in the game so you can tell that this is still a build of the original frontiers yeah game i, I really doubt they scrapped it <laughs> yeah yeah for sure well i was watching a video of a guy who had played the beta for frontiers and he was talking about what they had changed and there was a lot of things they didn't change at all and a lot of things they completely got rid of because they just wouldn't work in a premium game yeah um so i'm, I'm glad to hear that but yeah, overall, it's it's really cool. I want to play it more. Um, can't wait to play it more. I would recommend it to people once it's safe to play. Once you know you'll be able to play it, um, I can't I can't uh, recommend it to people knowing that they could spend money on it and not be able to play it. Um, even though I, I feel like you should know what you're buying. After which, I'm um, Wilson. But uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, but uh, but it's really good so far. Um, hopefully, I'll be able to play with some of my characters here soon, but I have one character I can play with um, until they fix it. But yeah, overall, really cool. I really like it, and uh, which is great, because I'm a huge Torchlight fan. I love Torchlight, Torchlight 2. Torchlight 2 is one of my favorite ARPGs, so uh, for this to be good is important to me. Does this do the, the loot volcanoes still? No. no. No, it seems pretty... Uh, it's not nearly as bad as that. In fact, like when you get a lot of loot dropping out of something, it's like maybe up to five things, and you'll get a couple whites, so it's like... It, loot does feel like I, I've gotten like two legendaries and I'm like oh shit this is like way different than everything else and it does feel a lot more important when you find better gear so and I've good. only hit level 5 so I, I, I love the aesthetic of like all that but yeah we've brought it up before you just never got to hold anything for more than like two seconds anytime I got anything new I'm like <laughs> oh cool and then five seconds later I found something better than it I'm like yeah. oh cool and then I'll <laughs> equip that I'll hit like two monsters with it and I find a better gun and I'm like what the? F I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> I don't get to. I don't get to enjoy any of the things I'm finding. So, which is a weird problem to have in a game. Because I'm like, I need more loot. I need more loot. And I'm like, wait, there's too much loot in a too game. Too much. Yeah. There could be too much loot. <laughs> it Slow exists. it down, motherfucker. Yep. So, yeah. Um, that's what I've been playing. Um. All right. So I also played. Um, I forgot the name now. Monster Train. Yep. Um. I've gotten three runs of that game, and now I have cleared twice out of the three runs. Um, 
the the way that Seth already kind of explained systematically how it works. Also, there are multiple decks of cards. There are different factions. You unlock them through multiple, multiple playthroughs. Yeah. You only start with two factions. I just unlocked the third. I haven't tried them yet. But out of the first two factions, I can't remember the name of them, but there's red and green, essentially. And I like the green as my main deck. I like more. the green one better, too. Yeah, the defense uh, tactic seems to work better for this, but it is a tower defense game, so it kind of makes sense. Um, I think the red is really good support because it gives you your nukes your buffs mm -hmm. um spikes as an example so if someone hits you they take damage from hitting you type of thing yeah it confused me with um one of the decks there was a character that didn't attack and i'm like what do you do yeah and there was the big tank but they people took damage if they attacked it yeah i'm like oh okay yeah i think it's the hero of the green deck yeah it is yeah um yeah like, you can you do something real crazy uh, by the time you get the end i just boosted her health got her fucking Hard to kill. Yep, yep. That's, yeah, that's exactly yeah. it. All health, thorns, and then there is a red unit that will um, build up shields for the person in front of them. And you just throw them in and just make them impossible to kill. And then um, there are random things you can do on your way. Because essentially you have combat phase, shopping phase, combat phase, shopping phase, until you get to the very last boss and restore hell. Um and the game is set up to be competitive. Man, I'm just trying to restore hell. <laughs> um, the game is set up to be competitive. So even when you're playing against the, the NPCs, it keeps your score. And then it'll tell you what your people on your friends list with similar builds, what they scored as when they use that deck combo. Um, so it has that trials thing where it's like, mm. oh, the, you could do a little better than your friend if you... you, you you know, maybe did a few more points. It also does have a, a multiplayer mode, which is a direct versus, and then they do have a um, create your own multiplayer uh, experience mode, which I have not messed with at all. And then uh, there's another. Oh, it's a time attack where you can, hmm. you can both race to try to get to the to the end of the boss too. So um, it's definitely built more for that. And then uh, you get more rewards, similar to old school Diablo three, where if you crank the difficulty up, you get more. Yeah. So every time you beat it, you unlock another difficulty. You can go to that difficulty, and you can just keep doing that. Also, while you're playing the game, there'll be um, up to an on and off switch. And it basically goes, hey, if you let all the monsters have plus three spikes this round, we'll give you 100 gold if you win. So, um, Which I always like in games when they kind of like let you take on challenges so, for more reward. Um, it's fun. It Games last, I don't know, 30, 60 minutes. Roughly, um, if you're doing well, uh, you can lose pretty quick. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's fun. I, I would recommend most people to play it, but it is definitely um, uh, you have to you'd have to be a fan of defense games. I th it is definitely a defense game. So yeah, um, I would say not not card. I thought you were gonna go with like, oh, you gotta be a fan of card games. No, you don't, because I don't like card games. No, no, defense games for yeah. sure. Um, because that is the entire point is defending your your pyre and. Um, it can fight back and it does a shit ton of damage, but oh, it wrecks yeah. people. But eventually, their numbers will win. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's modifiers and stuff to make every run different. It is a roguelike in that way. So um, I've been having fun with it. It's one of the few roguelikes I've enjoyed, and there is permanent progression by unlocking more cards for your deck. So um, and there is a catalog. It'll let you know how many of the cards you have out of that deck. Mixing different ones give you different trophies and stuff like that too. So there's a lot of replayability there. Um, yeah, outside of that, uh, still playing Animal Crossing, finally got motivated, started doing my town area, my shopping district, essentially. Um, I moved my last building 
I think today was it, it moved, so I can actually start just building um, whatever I want around the rest of the island now. Uh, I gotta figure out what that's gonna be, but probably work on a tree and flower garden since those are the, the obvious ones. Uh, so once ever I collect all the different fruits and all the different flowers and stuff, I'll have a place for them. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen hit dance or hit eighty on my with my dancer today, so that's my tenth uh, eighty. Uh, probably I'm, I don't know if I want to do ninja or monk next, but monk. I think melee is next. You think monk? Yeah, I don't think you like ninja. There's too much to do. Well, I have to do it eventually. So it's constant. <laughs> too uh, much to do. It's constant. Yeah, I mean, all the jobs are constant. Machinist has a low uh, GCD as well, and you just click constantly with that one. So, I don't know. Uh, I'll yeah. mess around. I, they're all going to be 80 eventually anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it there. Oh, no, I guess that's not true. Uh, tried Savage for the first time, and anyone who plays 14 a lot probably does it all the time. It's like, uh, whatever, but I've hesitated to hop into it for uh, essentially... I don't want to run into a jerk and run into that social situation. So That's just, spoopy. Yeah, I just didn't ever want to do that. Um, we have a free company member who has been uh, campaigning for us to to hop into Savage and finally did it. And, what a Savage. Uh, has been, uh, was a lot better than I thought it'd be. It is, it is difficult, but I didn't feel like it was like crazy difficult. It was just something you go, okay, figured that part out, get a little further, a little further, so... Uh, they feel designed really well in that regard, so uh, I can see why people like the person I'm talking about wants to just do it all the time because there is that that constant sense of like getting better at it. Um, yeah, what else do I play? I think that's pretty much it. I feel like oh no, Call of Duty. Yeah, you brought you did. that up already. Played some COD. Um, I did uh, upload. If you get a chance to check my Twitter. I put a clip of an interesting, I guess it'd technically be a bug, I ran into in World War II. That's a bug. So, That's uh, a bug. It's funny if you want to check that out. Other than that, uh, I have to save my opinion for the end of the month. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing left I have to play is Divinity this month, so doing pretty good in that regard. Okay, but here's the thing. We should have got further in Zombies, and there was this weird fucking lag that kept happening. It was really annoying. I'm pissed. I'm still pissed about it. Yeah, that was the furthest I've ever been in zombies, so I'm pretty happy about that part. Yeah, <laughs> we got to like wave twenty nine, oh. so not too bad. Yeah, I was pissed because I know we can get further than that, but fucking, I was like teleporting every once in a while and fucking getting surrounded by zombies and shit. I'm like, this is not the game mode to be fucking having lag in. Because those zombies just fucking show up and they're just in your face instantly as soon as they, they're even there. Yeah, Half the time they're spawning out of the ground right in front of you and shit. Right, right. Although, and this is bad on my part, but I had to piss so bad around wave 22. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, 30 seconds? I, I'll try. And I fucking just jumped up, ran to the bathroom. And I'm fucking in there. And then like, I think I saw my headset on. Because yeah. I could just like hear just the music. And then I heard... My character just getting their ass kicked. I was like, ah, fuck, here it comes. Yeah, he's like, cover me. And I was like, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, and then when I finally got out of the bathroom, I ran to my room. Somebody's reviving me. Was it you? I don't think I was the one who revived yeah. you. No, yeah, it was the other guy. Yeah. Um, 
they were reviving me. So as soon as I got back to my room, I was back in the game already. So I was like, oh, cool. I didn't lose any of my shit. So that's good. Yeah, nothing, nothing happened. The, the one time he needed to, to go, uh, the first thing that spawned close to us was a, like a big unit. And I was like, dude, I can't kill that fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fucking... Most games, I, I won't be like, oh, I'll be back later, but... I've played that Call of Duty so much, I was like, I don't know, we're getting, we're getting about to the point where I don't know if we're going to make it any further. We did, though. I was yeah. wrong. Yeah. But we had we had four people going in there, and then one guy left. Really one guy early. was, like, doing everything. He's just running around fucking getting everything activated. Shit. I'm like, okay, at least we got someone who knows what the fuck they're doing. And uh, I only know a couple things in that Call of Duty. But, um, but, yeah, then they just bailed. I'm like, well, I guess we're just surviving. <laughs> we're not progressing. <sighs> Yeah, though the 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 other guy, um, he was pretty good. So yeah, he, yeah. yeah. he was surviving yeah. just fine. Oh, so that was the weak link for sure. So I was just fucking running, gunning. Yeah, that's well, why I do in that mode. I just like keep moving, keep moving. It's really hard. This sounds almost narcissistic, but it's really hard to kill me in that mode because fucking I just don't stay in the same spot ever. I don't hold. We held that one area for a little bit, but once I got overloaded, I just ran the fuck out yeah. of there. And then I always use the move. Um, uh, where you essentially you don't get attacked by zombies for like 60 seconds, and that's like the fucking go-to move. Because if it gets too bad, you just go boom, and then they stop attacking you, and you can run off. Um, definitely recommend people use that. The other guy we're playing with using that as well. Um, but uh, it's a really good way to survive. And as long as you know the map, too, you can just run fucking laps for days. And that that was my biggest problem. Even, yeah. even when we were in the 20s, I would like get to a part, and I'm like, looking around like, shit. I don't know where I am. There's one point where you're like, I need to go get ammo. And it's just like right down the stairs. And then like I looked again and you were like deeper into the building. Like I barely see your silhouette just down in there running around. I was like, where the fuck did you go? <laughs> no idea. Like I need to get ammo. I'm like, we're never going to see him again. Nope. <laughs> nope. In fact, I'm pretty sure I went down. So. Yeah, I think you did. And then I think I ran and got you. One of the times you died, died. But then you had to respawn. Yeah. Yeah, it died, died Which twice. Which sucks. Yeah. When that, that happens. That fucked me up. Get everything back. Come back with nothing. Yep. Yeah. And I couldn't remember which guns were where. And so I was like, fuck it, I'll take this one. And it ended up being one I didn't like. And... Yep. <clears throat> and in that too, like, the guns get better the further you get into the map. So, like, if you grab an earlier on gun, you're kind of disadvantaging yourself. Mm. Yeah. Very good overall. Uh... It was a, a good run for me in that regard. So just because I played some zombies in the past and never do well, and this is the first time. Like I don't think I even had my first uh, down until we were in the teens. So yeah, no, I mean so we, we did we did fine. Um, yeah, I got more Santa, but I can't. So. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like trying to choose words it. myself. Yeah. I'm like, what do I, what do I say right now? Yeah, I went, I went a little hard on when I was editing. I was like, man, I talked about Battlefront Two a little too much. Um, I was like, God, I'm, I'm kind of revealing a lot here. Um, so yeah, I, I don't want to repeat that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've played anything else. So, I guess go ahead. Uh, I, I have also been playing Final Fantasy fourteen, uh, but very sporadically. Uh, I did try the Savage Raid. Which I was shocked that we did so well on our first try. Yeah. It's kind of it was weird. We, did, we did the best of the first try and just kinda of got a little worse and kind of stabilized mid range halfway through. Yeah, most um, of the problems we ran into was one of the healers and the monk. Yeah. 
Yeah. You guys are holding holding yourselves back. You guys are like, I don't want to play competitive well, shooters. You get in there, fucking wreck shit. And you're like, I don't want to play Savage. You get in there, and you wreck shit. It's funny too because uh, the guy who who took us, sorry not to hijack, yeah, yeah. but he he kept saying he's like, I know you guys can do it. He's like, you guys know the game better than most people. So <laughs> just like, well, I appreciate that, but I don't. That doesn't mean I know all like those like that level of difficulty though. So. Yeah. But it was fun. I just kind of stood in one place. I went as dancer, and I just stood in my safety spot, and I didn't move unless I had to. Yeah, melee. It doesn't work that way for I'm me. I'm in my safety spot. It was marked out for me. I was told to stay there until I had to move, so I just stood there. So that must I be did. nice, because, like, I literally can't sit still. <laughs> it's rough as, as melee. Fantastic. So. <laughs> I've even I've even been told by by people this raid tier is just like they're pretty much like guess what guys your uptime doesn't matter anymore you're gonna be running away from the boss and coming back to hit him when you can running away from the boss and coming back to hit him when you can yeah so yeah, I've heard that about melee has had a rough time in this raid tier yeah um, <sighs> I've also played some Overwatch here and there with Keith and uh, his friend Tyler it's been fun um I said it's been fun like it's the last time you're ever doing it. <laughs> it's been fun. It's been fun, you know. I don't know if I'll be back. <laughs> a little one-off. Glad we can experience uh, this together. Sorry, boys. I think most of my time has been spent playing Divinity. I think last I checked, it I was 75 hours into it. So. Yeah, I, I checked. I saw you playing, and I was like, how long has he been playing that? And it was like 76 hours. I was like, oh, okay. He'll hit 100 <laughs> hours by the end of the month, easy. Just a few <laughs> hours into it. So, can't really talk about it, though, but... uh that I've been playing. Probably have a lot to say on it, though, if you're playing it for fucking 76 hours. I got a word or two to say about it. Yeah. I need to hop into it more so, because I only played it significantly on PS4, and then I played it a little bit this month, but barely. I went through the... I started going through the fucking tutorial, I'm like, I don't want to do this again. <laughs> I want I want to get a game where the three of us are playing, but, you know, it definitely requires some sit-down and, uh, planning ahead of the scheduling is really important mm -hmm. for that for sure that's a game you can't like briefly play a match or two like you gotta invest time yeah so yeah. but uh, that's literally all i've been playing no i started playing terraria like two days ago oh yeah i saw that that's the game that will never die <laughs> that game will just like not be talked about for years and someone's like i started playing terraria again josh is the worst dude he fucking he's he loves Terraria almost as much as he loves the lore of Overwatch. <laughs> he won't play that fucking game, but he knows everything about it. That's weird, man. Like if there's like a like a, a furry fandom for Overwatch that just involved the lore, Josh would be a closeted fan of Overwatch. <laughs> he doesn't talk about the game fucking ever. But if you start talking about it, he's got things to say about it. He's like, oh, are you talking about what it was? Like, where the fuck that come from? <laughs> it's, it's but he hates Star Wars. I joined a friend's, like, server that they have, like a private server. And they are in, I guess it's hard mode. So it's kind of like post-base game. So like, there's a lot harder, there's more mobs, there's better gear. But it's just more, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm just kind of running around shooting things. And hmm. doing what they tell me to do. Yeah, I'm kind of... Anytime I think about that game, we we got to the end of the content when they were like, we're never expanding on this game ever again. I'm like, oh, okay, so there's like a hard end to the game. 
And we, we pretty much got to that. We did the dungeons and shit, and we got all the best fucking gear and stuff like that. And then, I think they've released, like, fucking, like, three or four things. Big updates since then. Maybe even more. And I'm just like, there was already plenty in that fucking game. I can't imagine how much shit is in that game now. I, I watched somebody play it recently, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. What is this? I know we beat the mechanical bosses, whatever those are, set of bosses, and so we're on to the next, working towards the next set of bosses. I think there's like two more tiers of bosses after this. I don't know. Yeah, the game has an interesting system where like there's certain bosses you have to like summon, mm -hmm. and then other bosses you gotta go locate and stuff like that. Yeah. I think. I, it's been yeah. fucking years, years since I played it. Years. Yeah. yeah, I'm talking on my ass for anybody who's like balls deep in that game going, what the fuck are you talking about? There was a solar eclipse that happened, and fucking Dracula, and Swamp Thing, and the <laughs> werewolves, and the girl from the ring were just coming nonstop, attacking us in big droves. You didn't watch, you weren't watching Berserk? No. That sounds like the end of the fucking original Berserk series. <laughs> I felt like if that was just, I had a big ass sword just screaming, get away from me. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm not, I don't remember those bosses, but I remember, I remember a couple of them. You had to like summon, and they would show up, and it's like a big event. You're like fighting them where you live and shit, and it's, mm -hmm. it's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I barely remember that game at all, because I, I know we played that and then hopped into Starbound almost immediately. Afterwards. You guys did for some reason that game came out. You guys were all playing it and loving it. I didn't touch it. I bought it. I still have it. I, I've not played that game. Yeah, I need to. Probably revisit both of them, because I don't remember shit I'd be more interested in trying Starbound now. I think it's been long enough. I think one of the reasons I didn't play Starbound much when it came out is because I had just gotten off of Terraria, so I was kind of burnt out on that yeah. 2D Minecraft slash RPG style game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I could play Terraria again at this point, too, but I still feel, like, mentally, like, my brain's like, nah, <laughs> don't play that. And I'm like, well, I'm sure it's fine. I would say that can happen, though, because, like, Fucking Borderlands 2, as much as, like, I, I have nothing but good things to say about that game, I can't play it anymore. Yeah, I love that game, but I think any criticism of, like, being burnt out of that game, I, I completely understand. Yeah. Um, even playing Borderlands 3, I was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I beat Borderlands 3, I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Like, I just didn't go back. Yeah. And then when I was going to go back, I, I hit up a couple people, I'm like, hey, you want to play Borderlands 3? And they're like, I installed it. I'm like... So you're just a step ahead of me. <laughs> you you did what I did earlier than I did, and you're to the point where you're uninstalling it, and that's where I'm going to follow, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, I never so, even bought it. Yeah, but I, I blame that exclusivity shit, even though they got their they're, they got their copies sold, so they're not too worried about it. Yeah. But yeah. it really did kind of fuck up things for people who could have been excited for that game, which I think is fucked up. Yeah. Anything else? Nope, that's it. That's what I've been doing. Just mostly Divinity. Alright, All right, well, we'll talk about that at the end of the month. Me and Shai still gotta dive in and play that as well. We got we gotta organize the data. Yes. Like, straight up, like, wake up, like, at a decent time and just play it all day. Okay. It's the whole fucking day. Let's put in, like, at least ten hours. I can do For that. Chris, that's nothing. He's already doing that every day anyway. But fuck <laughs> I him. mean, I could pretty easily put in, like, three, four hours every night, but... That shit gets rough for me, man, because I'm fucking like, I want to play this, I want to play that, I gotta hop into Conan, oh, I got these card yeah. builder games, oh, I got this fucking, this game over here, oh, I really want to play Hunt, I love Hunt, I'm gonna play this other FPS, this isn't as good as Hunt, I'm Stop going back to Hunt. Games. 
Tell me about it. Tell me about it. I tell myself fucking every day that. I'm like, hey, stop. I'm like, what's that? I don't know. You won't know unless you play it. Ooh, piece of how, how do you play it? Well, you buy it. Should you be bu- should you be wasting all your money on this shit? I don't know. I want to try this game. Not, I can't go anywhere. Pandemic. I, mean, I don't know if you guys knew this. You shouldn't be leaving your fucking house. Minimally. Wear a goddamn mask. Wash your hands. Um, remember when we used to say that? Uh, anything else for anybody? We gotta play Divinity. Let us know in the comments. I got both of you just like. <laughs> Let us know in the comments what games have you guys been playing? What games are you planning on playing? Are you interested in playing Torchlight Three? If you are playing, are you having issues with it? Uh, what games have you played recently? You're like this game fucking sucks. I always ask you guys that because I'm just hoping somebody will just humor it. Be like, dude, I fucking hate this game. I played this recently. Please don't do it. Save our lives with that shit. We need that. We need that information. And uh, yeah, let us know everything uh, about what you've been playing in the comments below. Um, so recently, uh, there's been a bunch of things happening. So we got the PS5 event that happened, uh, which was very cool. We did a, we did a stream of that. Uh, make sure to go check that out. Chris, real quick, what were your thoughts on the PS5's design? And, uh, did you watch all of the games that were shown? I did. I did. I watched all of it. Um, I thought the design looked amazing. I'm sorry. You liked it? Yeah, I love it. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I like it too. Um, any games you're excited for from that presentation? Bug snacks. <laughs> Fucking bug snacks, dude. <laughs> I'm so curious about the game that I want to pick it up. Like, just, just, as soon as I saw it, I was like, bug snacks? And by the end, I'm like, bug snacks? <laughs> so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to pick that up, too. I mean, they, they did put the energy in to make, like, a entire theme song. So they, Yeah, they made their whole own song. This thing's about bug snacks. How I mean, like you gotta respect that. And I'm just like, it's not, it's not good enough that there's snacks that are also bugs in this game, and that's weird. We gotta make a fucking theme song so people can get it stuck in their head and go bug snacks. They're just building their brand like a motherfucker. It's crazy, and that game doesn't deserve it. <laughs> so for that alone, I'm like, I have to buy it. Uh, Demon Souls. I'm really excited about Demon Souls. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing that a lot online. Actually, it's like most people's number one that pre- presentation, which I think is kind of crazy. I was waiting for it. It doesn't look like Demon Souls. So. Well, yeah, and there's people on Twitter who are doing side by side comparisons now of like what Demon Souls look like as opposed to this, and this does look better graphically and cleaner and stuff like that, but it doesn't have the same like hazy look to it that Demon Souls had. So hopefully they can kind of implement something. Uh, now yeah into it that they can kind of uh because otherwise it looks great but it does look like very bright and clean and yeah less uh demon souls-esque i guess most of the games i think i'm excited for all of them look really interesting outside of like you know the sportier games like i'm not really into that stuff you know the racing games and the sports games i'm like man that's great for you fans but everything else is kind of excited for i watched the gran turismo 7 trailer in 4k Holy shit, there's not a racing game that looks better than that game. I should go watch it on the TV. It's fucking, yeah, we should. It's fucking gorgeous looking. I was like, okay, there's the graphics. I watched the first time, I'm like, oh, it looks good. Oh, I like that, I like that. Well, it's it funny, we good. even emphasized during, during at the end of stream, like, this whole thing was in 1080p. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> that's not even how they all look. So, yeah, I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, it looks great. It looks better than a PS4 game, for sure. But, you know, and then I watched it in 4K, and like, you know, 60 frames per second, or the fuck it's at, and I was like, 
oh shit, that is clean looking. That looks like it could be CGI. I mean, it looks better than CGI. Um, looks fucking great. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm due for a new one too. I want to get I want to get a fucking snazzy one. Um, fucking you get 4K TVs for almost nothing these days. Well, compared, yeah, <laughs> to all the people who fucking bought them early on. Um, <laughs> super affordable compared compared. Um, I want a curved one though, because I really like my curved monitor. Uh, yeah, for like in here, that'd be perfect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, curved monitors are the best for like a single person. Yeah. Um, or a curved TV. Uh, yeah. So you like the PS5's design? You liked uh, most of the games except for the sportier ones? What'd you think of the the fucking cat game? Oh, I loved it. That looks great. Yeah, it looks cool. There's a lot of weird games in there. That, uh, that feels like they're pretty common with like launches, though. To me, in the, in the past, there's always like a couple like weird games thrown into the launch cycles of consoles, as well as like you know the, the standard like you know like a racing game and a sport game is always like kind of like thrown into a launch cycle. But I always like when those weird indie games like that come out. The only thing I was missing was a fighting game, really. Yeah, yeah. it was also kind of neat seeing too that both Capcom and Square have new IPs coming out. Yeah. So. Yeah. Although the Capcom game, I keep people keep going like Capcom's new game. I'm like, oh yeah, that was a Capcom game. There's nothing about it that was really like, oh, a new brand new Capcom game. I was just like, Capcom making that. That's interesting. <coughs> yeah, That's I nice. mean, I Resident just evil though. I appreciate because <clears throat> it's really easy to get in the habit of like, oh, that title sells. Keep making sequels. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm just happy to see both of them go. Let's try something. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, I always like, I miss the, the Wild West of the 90s and kind of the early 2000s of just people making fucking games. Like, I remember when Halo and Halo 2 were really popular, there were so many FPSs coming out of the fucking woodwork in every direction. People nowadays are still affected by those days. They'll go, there's too many FPSs. And I'm like, where? Yeah. You're thinking back in the day when Halo 2 came out, people were like, this is the Halo killer. No, this is the Halo killer. No, Project Snowblind's the fucking Halo killer. No, Pariah's the Halo killer. I'm like, none of you motherfuckers are killing Halo. Make your own goddamn game. Um, but I still kind of liked that because you got some good games out of that era. People just experimenting. And the 90s was like the best time. People made whatever the fuck they wanted. <laughs> Booger Man and all sorts of dumb shit. Yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? But it was awesome. <laughs> And then, like, around 2008, for, like, a good, like, five years, everybody's just like, we're making sequels. Yep. That's it. We want new IPs. We can't afford that. Because if you don't buy it, we're fucked. Then the indie scene blew up. Yep. Yeah, the indie scene is where you get all the really cool fucking crazy ideas and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, actually, one thing I was really bummed out to see when I when I went on Twitter was um, <clears throat> people complaining about all the indie games that were shown off in the showcase. Shut the fuck up, dude. God damn. Like, why do you, why do people only appreciate AAA games? I don't get that. But there's also indie fans who hate AAA games. I don't get that either. Just what why can't you like games? Or just like if it's <laughs> not for you, like, you know, just wait. There's yeah. there's more games being made now than fucking ever really. Like there's so there's like hundreds of games a month. How yeah. dare you not cater to me personally? Yeah, or a game comes out that's like always been this genre, and it comes out, and people are like, "I'm not playing Dude, that. that. It looks like shit." That's Sony's forum. I'm like, that's not for you. Every time they announce plus games, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I already bought those, or I'm canceling my subscription Where's because God of War? you didn't give me a sixty dollars game. <clears throat> I want God of War every month, AAA. 
You'd run out of games real quick. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, except the the uh, ability to be able to experiment outside of your wheelhouse. I mean, there's all sorts of stuff we've gotten to try that just would not have happened outside of that. So. Yeah. All in all, it's it's it, it's good to see different kinds of games, new IP stuff like that, things to be excited, things to not uh, just know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, like so. bug snacks. Like bug snacks. Bug uh, with snacks. with all that said, we had that event, and there seems to be a bunch of people who were ready to show off shit uh, for E3, um, and E3 didn't happen. So you had uh, was it Gorilla Collective, uh, the Future of Games show that happened, and we will actually be covering uh, at least the Future of Games uh, show. I think for Tuesday, I think we're just gonna skip Taste Tuesday and do a reaction to that because there's like an hour and a half of just indie games. Uh, for that, and that happened yesterday. But with that, a couple new videos have come out, and I actually, for the first time since, like, fucking January, have had options of things to talk <laughs> about for a show. It's crazy. I don't have to, like, go, that's barely news, but it's news. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that are that are being shown right now, and particularly uh, one thing that I want to uh, watch is uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey, which is a new... Um, um, extension to Elite Dangerous that's going to allow you to essentially be able to leave your ship and uh, walk around on planets. I don't know anything about it, but this is a game that I've been eyeing for a long time and I've never pulled the trigger on and it seems like this might be uh, the thing to push me in that direction. Uh, in case you don't know, Elite Dangerous is a space uh, combat or space sim game. Uh, and when I originally saw it when it came out, a lot of people said it was great, looked great. Anytime I watch videos, I'm like, oh, it looks really, really good. But people said that it didn't have that much content to it. Well, it's been out for a while now, and it seems like they're to the point where they're expanding it to where you can go and plant stuff like that. So we're going to watch this video and see what they have to offer with this. I don't know if it's an expansion or just a DLC or what, but it seems pretty significant. Uh, so yeah, we're going to watch that, react to it, and see if I'm sold on it yet. Um, before we do that, anything you guys want to say on Elite Dangerous? Have you guys played it? Didn't you play it? I own it. Yeah. Um, and, uh, do you have any interest in it? Uh, blah, blah, blah. blah. Chris Crash is answering my question as I, I think the, as I say it. The only way I can have interest in it is if, uh, other people are, are playing it. And I think if it is going to have, um, the ability to, like, share ships and stuff like that, um, and be able to explore outside your ship, um. I'd probably enjoy it more because my biggest problem I have with a lot of uh, space games when they, they go to the sim route is that the controls are really crazy for, yeah. for piloting. And I'm already not a big fan of vehicle uh, That's true. And games. You don't like so, vehicles and games. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the re- big reasons like I, I really like Freelancer back when that came out, old PC game. Freelancer's awesome. Um, I'd still play that. The, well, the controls are more like a shooter than yeah. they are... Uh, you simulating space flight, so uh, it's pretty much the difference between like an arcade racer and a sim racer. Yeah. I like the arcade stuff, but I like yeah. the depth that sim games usually have. And I felt like, especially back then, Freelancer was a good like blend because you could go explore planets, take missions, join factions. It had the sim experience, but the gameplay was arcadey. Yeah, and I like that, but I do think I could enjoy the sim experience if it was a cooperative venture, though. So. Yeah, which you're supposed to apparently be able to play this with people and go on plans and shit together, so. Mm-hmm. Which sounds pretty cool. Chris, any thoughts? I, I've never even played it, so I couldn't tell you anything. I have no real strong opinions one way or the other. 
Tell me things, goddammit. I, uh... <laughs> I, 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 I... Every time I see it, I, I think it looks cool. But, yeah, they, before, it just didn't seem like it had enough stuff to it. And I didn't see myself investing that much time into a game that, you know, it's just going to be me flying around space shooting stuff. I like that enough, but it's not really too much. And I guess there wasn't that many ships in the game, too, when I looked at it. So, uh, like I said, if they're at the point where they want to be able to let you run around on plants, stuff like that, uh, they've probably added quite a bit of things. If that's the next thing they're going for. So we should probably just watch this and uh, give our opinions. Okay. You got it, Chris? Yep. All right. Um, and yeah. I don't, we never synced the timing. So I'm going to do the one second thing again. So, all right. Uh, three, two, one, and go. Elite Dangerous, the space simulation MMO from Frontier, has continued to evolve over the past five years. Set in a one-to-one -one recreation of our actual Milky Way galaxy, players forge their own path, build and break alliances, trade, fight, and earn the rank of Elite. Join us as we journey into the next era of Elite Dangerous, set to take a giant leap once more. Is this the show we're gonna watch tomorrow? The PC gaming show? No. Okay. I mean, this might be in one of those, but it's an hour and a half, so... Okay. Now, the future of gaming was through GamesRadar. Okay. And Gorilla Collective is just a bunch of devs that are indie developers. They had that fucking guy from Kind of Funny on there. Joining me to talk about the next chapter of Elite Dangerous is Piers Jackson from Frontier Developments. Thanks so much for joining us, Piers. Oh, you're welcome. It's good to be here. Now, I have a lot of questions about the trailer we just saw, but I'm wondering if you can contextualize a little bit for those who haven't played Elite Dangerous. What is it? So I think dressed him. Of, um, I was about to say, I don't like the guy in the chair. What is that? He's always at these he events, too. Who hires this guy? Complete authentic space simulation. Probably the host of the PC Gaming Show. It's the whole galaxy. Oh, I think so. You can explore yeah. it. You can take your own path. Oh, they do the PC part of E3. Trader, where they do the uh, presentations of... That's, I'm pretty sure what this is supposed to be. Yeah. do your own thing. And, and it's that sort of freedom and the ability for people to tell their own story that I think makes Elite what it actually is. Now, in all the streams that I've been following for Elite Dangerous, there's a lot of gameplay that happens in ships. There's a lot of focus on the economy and trading. In this trailer, though, we saw feet on the ground, which immediately makes me ask, what is it that we should expect? What should we glean from the trailer? Oh, Disappointment. You, you've hit the nail on the <laughs> Ultimately, the, the big new feature that we're looking to release here is the fact that you can now, for the very first time, set foot on our planets. We've created the last edition, really, in terms of going from space all the way down to the planet's surface. So now, now you can set foot, you can explore, you can interact with the environment. And we've taken the 
the mission-based gameplay and the idea of forging your own path and creating your own experience that the space game has, and we've t transposed that right down onto the planet. For the first time, you'll be able to um, access a whole pile of new planets, all ones with tenuous atmospheres, and obviously you're going to be able to play this in multiplayer, so you'll be able to join up with your friends, you can experience the game from the ship, from an SRV, and finally, finally from on foot. In what way will this ground, walking on the planet component, transform the existing aspects of Elite Dangerous? I think it gives people uh, a new set of experiences to have. We link all the way from ground to the buggies, the SRVs, all the way up to the spaceship so that, so that it becomes a holistic event. The, the design actually encapsulates the whole, whole experience. In terms of some of the other systems that are on the planets or various resources or points of interest, what are some of those that might tie back to some of the gameplay that someone would be familiar with? So we have new planets that you can visit. What do you own this on? PC. Old planets, okay. um, and we have refreshed the visuals on them, so you can really. I bought a flight stick and, for it, and, and I never used it. Yeah. Cool <laughs> now, Piers, I have a combo question for you. Elite Dangerous is available right now. Where can players go to play Elite Dangerous Everywhere. and? When can they expect the Odyssey update? So you can uh, you can join in with our community now, playing Elite Dangerous. Um, download it via Steam or go to the Frontier store or purchase it on console. Uh, we have many, many people playing it. In terms of Odyssey, you can expect to see that next year. I hope you all enjoyed that conversation about Elite Dangerous. It's a treat to see the way the game is continuing to evolve. For our next title, we're going to be... Sure. I'm waiting for him to malady me. Right? He's been malading you this whole fucking time. <laughs> Not again. Oof, this guy's annoying. Um. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, that dude aside, what do we think of uh, the videos watched, and what do you think about what they're adding to Elite Dangerous? Well, even seeing uh, stuff outside of, like, the buggies and stuff, I don't mm -hmm. know if that existed already. Yeah, I don't remember it either. Um. I'm just, like, not in the loop with the game. So, uh, I mean, it is interesting to me because, like, that's one of the big things that's been exciting about, like, Star Citizen, for example, is that that was kind of their idea was to be everywhere. And then seeing them also adopting those ideas, um, I think it's really neat, especially if there is things to do in all those play styles. Yeah. You're just essentially making a live-in world. Um, that's the thing I'm, I'm hoping for, is hopefully there's things worth doing in those different types of playstyles. Obviously, they got their, their bread and butter with the fucking ship combat, but um, as long as there's reasons to be doing those things, um, it, it actually sounds really fucking cool. Yeah. But if it's just like, oh, you can go on the planet, well, what do you do? I don't know. If there's enemies on there, shoot them. Eh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, or their missions, like recover this or steal this or, you know, if it's just PvP, eh, whatever. I'm not really interested in that, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd be kind of interested in that, but I would need a deeper experience than just like, oh, you can fight people yeah. down there. So for sure, right, right. Any thoughts on it? Does it sell the game to you? Honestly, not really. I mean, it's it's fascinating that they're trying to do a one-to-one -one scale of the galaxy. That's I thought that that's amazing. Um, I think I it like is. It is one-to-one. -one, yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think that's that's fucking amazing. Um, it's crazy. And the fact that the planet they landed on, it didn't have any life at all, because most planets out there, as far as we know, don't have much life on them. Um, so that representation of accuracy is, is neat. But beyond that, it just felt kind of like a No Man's Sky to me, just less cartoony looking. Um, yeah. I mean, it's going to have deeper mechanics and flying yeah, sure. and, and combat, sure. because No Man's Sky is built up very much like an indie game. 
Right. We just kind of right. walk around and go. But that whole like shit. space exploration with no real set like goal of like or guide or like kind of story. It felt like from my from what I got from that brief look, mm. um, it doesn't really intrigue me too much because I have to come up with things that I have to do or want to do. There that. are there are missions. Okay. I don't know about like the ground stuff, but in the the space aspect, like you go to a space station, people hire you for shit. You go out, you do those things. Mm. So I, I don't know. It just doesn't really grip me too much. It, it, it looks like a technically amazing game, but mm. it's just not something I'm really into. Yeah, that's fair. Um, two two games that that have always piqued my interest, and by always, even one you just mentioned, but don't really grab me is like um, Eve is a game that is just a super deep experience that I can't see myself getting into now because it's been out for so long. But I've always been really into the idea of this uh, you know, universe full of players and a player-driven economy and actual player-driven wars and stuff like that. Like, they've made their own um, history in that game uh, with these wars that have happened in there. And I've always thought that was really fucking cool. But it's also kind of built up as an older MMO. I'm sure they've done updates to make it feel a little bit more modern. But I've been waiting for a new game to do what Eve has done um, in a more modern and playable way, I guess. Um, and so Star Citizen has always been something I've been looking at. But then that game is just like always in development to the point where like I don't know if now is the time to be playing or not. Because that game's been that development for so long that if I bought it two years ago, I would have got burnt out on it two years ago. And by the time it gets to a point where it's finished, finished, I might not want to play it. So I'm just kind of waiting for that game to get to a point where it's like fucking at a point where they they're feeling pretty confident that it's like this is what the game is. Um, but then like No Man's Sky, I love the idea of No Man's Sky, um, being able to fly around, explore, leave this planet, fly to another planet. But because it is so casual in the way that it, it plays, um, it doesn't hook me when I play it. Because everything that it does, I think other games do better, aside from being able to leave the planet and go to other planets. Other games don't do that. That's fucking difficult to do, and they nailed it. Uh, Star Citizen's doing stuff like that now, though. Um, it's a much bigger and, and more um, robust and grand game, so it's going to be harder for them to nail that, but they're working on it. But now you got Elite Dangerous, uh, doing this kind of stuff. And I feel like Elite Dangerous is going to be a really good middle ground between all these games. More accessible, more easily jumped into space sim, arcade style, you know, um, space flight combat game. But now they're implementing stuff that all these other games are also doing. Um, I feel like they, I, I feel like they're they're onto something that can that can maybe get me just listening to them talk about the game was like, I want to play that game. That's a game that, that sounds interesting to me personally. I like space combat and games, but I don't like just space combat. They can't hold me to a game for too long. Um, I like the idea of being able to land, but there's got to be something to do down there. If there's not, it's just wasted. I'll say, um, I always love the economy aspect of those games. Like um, Even when I played EVE, I, I liked having like the freighter. You know, I'd go out and I'd do the mining. I'd get all that stuff. Hopefully pirates wouldn't show up, and then I'd go... You know, take it to a place where it was selling high, and I don't know. I, it's a very chill experience in that regard, obviously. And, mm. and you want dangerous stuff, you need to hire bodyguards to protect you and stuff like that. But, um, but it is just an experience you can't get in most games. I, I've even for waited sure. for that in like fantasy games or whatever, where like you can have that similar kind of ecosystem. And it seems like a lot of games just don't really do that. So. Yeah, so when these games pop up and somebody attempts that, I'm always intrigued by them because I'm waiting for one of them to nail it. And I'm sure anybody who's super into Elite Dangerous, who's super into Star Citizen, or super into EVE Online 
has already like well they already did it i'm playing it um i'm just waiting for the all-around one that can pull me in and and, and isn't super i don't got the time to invest in a game like eve um not anymore Although I guess there's a lot of things that will just work on its own. You don't have to be there. That's what I've heard from people. Well, yeah, skill but, building's time-based. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, every time I watch anything on that, I'm just like, that's a game you got to live in. But that's a lot of MMOs in general. So, mm -hmm. And I already play so many games. But a game like Elite Dangerous, I feel like you could hop in and hop out. So um, I am considering, I mean, I'm considering buying it right when we're done filming just to have it. But I don't know if I want to play it right now and wait for that expansion to come out or wait till that's out to buy it and play it. But um, I am actually very interested in it. Like, just watching that and listening to them talk about that, everything about that I like. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably be picking it up or at least planning on it because that sounds really cool to me. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I could easily reinstall it. So That's why I was asking what you bought it on because I'm not going to buy it on PS4 and you happen. Although I love that that game runs on console. I love that it's on console. Well, the one thing, too, that I looked up when I was when I picked up the games I tried playing with keyboard and mouse, I was like, ooh, that's... More technical than I was expecting it to be. Okay. So. I was almost thinking like a fucking a controller would well, probably feel better. Even before it came out on console, it had controller support. So like I hooked up my 360 controller and I was playing with that. And mm -hmm. I was able to pilot a little easier. But it was still a little more complicated. But once again, I'm not a vehicle guy either. So like I'm sure there's other people are like, oh, it was really easy. For me, I was like, oh, God, I can't line up to land in the stupid space station. Yeah, see, I love that shit. So. Like, like Sea of Thieves or mm -hmm. anything like that. I, I like piloting a ship and getting really good about, like, not slamming into stuff. And then you play with other people who just don't care and they drive into shit. Um, or, like, uh, God, even in, um, oh, no, what the fuck is it called? That that game that was, like, Battlefield, but on a massive scale. Plant side, too. Mm -hmm. um, I loved piloting. Uh big ass ships and like fucking just like dropping down touchdown take off um in battlefield i like piloting like jets and stuff like that right i fucking fought like seven jets in a helicopter one time which was fucking wild i was just like staying low behind a mountain like popping up and shooting them as they're flying at me and stuff like that so i, I love i love vehicles and games um and i like getting better at, at you know driving them and stuff like that so or piloting them so yeah i i could see myself enjoying that game as long as there's plenty to do yeah, and they support multiple controller styles, like I was saying. So, like, I had that flight stick. If you want to try that out, feel free. Mm -hmm. um, I think people, I did try it out. Most people suggest to do a mixture of the flight stick and the keyboard. So, <clears throat> depending on your flight stick. Just cause, All the buttons. Just because the flight, the flight stick I bought doesn't have enough buttons. There's a lot of buttons so. on that keyboard. Yeah. Anything else you guys will say on it? I'm sold. I'm probably going to pick it up once that comes out. <laughs> Let us know in the comments. What do you guys think about Elite Dangerous Odyssey? Are you playing Elite Dangerous now? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Would you recommend we pick it up now? Uh, is it in a good state to be playing? Um, or should I wait for Odyssey? Are you excited about Odyssey? Do you know any details on uh, what might be coming with Odyssey when it comes in terms of like doing missions? What kind of missions uh, you know are, are coming with that? And uh, what's up with the buggies? I guess I just look into that. But anyone who's playing this game already, I'm sure, will be ready to tell me all about it. So and I'm, I'm willing to hear because I want to know more about it because I have not been keeping up with it. Let us know everything you're thinking about. Uh, Elite Dangerous Odyssey in the comments below. Uh, the next video we're going to watch is something I'm actually very grateful for. So we've seen twice now trailers for Godfall. And each time that we've saw it or seen it, um, we I think we're all on the same page of thinking it looks kind of meh. What do you think about it, Chris? Are you excited for it? I, 
I need to see more footage about it to know. Yeah. I have a strong feeling about it. Yeah. Uh, since we did the PS5 uh, reaction, I've had about three people now. Anytime I talk about Godfall, they're like, well, I mean, it's, it's essentially a looter shooter, except for it's melee combat. And I'm like, is it? And they're like, yeah, it's like Borderlands. And I'm like, huh, they don't convey that at all in the trailers. So if that's the case, I'm, I'm interested. That sounds yeah. cool to me. Um, I love loot. Uh, so anyway, this is the official PC gameplay for Godfall. So obviously it's going to be coming out for PC, which will be cool to see what it looks like not on a console. Um, but this one actually has somebody, uh, narrating it, uh, doing commentary, uh, of what the game will be. So maybe we can get a little bit more insight on the game and maybe find it in ourselves to maybe be excited for this game <laughs> or maybe not be at all. But, uh, this is something that I feel like these trailers that we've been watching have been kind of missing is context. Like, they're, they're really vague. They're like, collect armors, fight people to the death. And you see all these clips of a dude just in, a, like, a room swinging, and people are swinging into him, and it's like, do vicious combos. And people are just like, and it's like, okay, but what do you do? Like, okay, you fight each other, but, like, is it PvP? Is it PvE? Are you fucking, are you just fighting in arenas? Are you actually wandering, like, in a world? Is it an open world? Is it fucking level-based? Like, what is this fucking game? And everybody's like, it's a loot game. I'm like, well, that sounds cool. I wish they would say that. Not just say collect armors. Well, what is the armors? Are they aesthetics? Do they have stats? Do they have, like what? What the fuck's going on with this game? Stop you... describing games in general and just tell me what this game is. Plenty of weapons in this game. You're this gonna game like all weapons. these. There's combat. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. You're gonna fight stuff. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, tell me I've been more. doing that no, please, for fucking. Really. Tell me more. Over 20 years of my life already in games, man. <laughs> Fucking tell me, tell me what this is specific with this game. So we're gonna watch this. Hopefully, it adds context to this. Maybe it can uh, confirm some of the things I'm hearing about this game, and maybe uh, it can get me excited for it. Maybe it can get you guys excited for it. And uh, yeah. So before we jump into it, anything you guys want to say? Not really. <laughs> no strong opinions one way or the other. All right, we'll just jump into it. All right, ready? Yep. All right. Three, two, one, and go. Hello, my name is Hi. Keith Lee, and I am the game director for Godfall. On behalf of you're Pirate responsible Bay for games, this. <laughs> we are very excited to share gameplay with you today, and to offer you a glimpse. This is already more interesting looking to me because I'm actually seeing him walking around. Please enjoy. Yeah. Instead of action shots, still yeah. In development. So Horrible trailers. Will change and improve in the final product, including visuals and performance. Godfall is set in a brand new high fantasy. Godfall, filled with heroic like knights, arcane magic, and forbidden realms. The world is split up into the elemental realms of earth, water, air, and fire. You play a Valorian knight, a godlike warrior. Able to equip Valor Plates. See, now it's starting to look like Vindictus. Mm -hmm. Transform you into unstoppable masters of melee combat. As you adventure through the realms, you'll get to tear through enemies to challenge a mad god who awaits you at the top. Throughout your journey, you'll find ancient Valor Plates lost in time, each with their own characteristics and long history. Now let's talk about gameplay in Godfall. First, our team wanted to do something different. We wanted to combine action RPG loot progression with third-person melee combat to 
create what we think is a whole new genre. So it's Vindictus. Mm-hmm. Huh. The game is therefore one part... Why didn't they say that? ...and one part player skill-driven. In other words, not only do we want you to find exquisite weapons with powerful loot traits, but we also want you to have that feeling of accomplishment for mastering the wide set of combat mechanics available to you in Godfall. What you're looking at now is a mid-boss fight. A tougher challenge, which we'll have to leave for another day. Rude. Please check out the Godfall channels on Twitter, <laughs> Facebook, That timing was YouTube. perfect on our side. Thank you so much for taking a look at <laughs> It just that. showed the guy running at him, and right when he swung and went white, you're like, rude. <laughs> Alright, no commercials here. Um... I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like super pumped on it. I'm I'm infinitely more interested in it now, just from yeah. the context. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I I still I still think it's one of those games I have to wait for people to get their hands on it. Sure. Um. I love like the, so the world's gorgeous, and I love the monsters and stuff like that. That's it's funny too because I thought the same thing. I've seen two trailers of this. I never thought that once in those trailers. I never gave a single fuck about what the world looked like in those trailers. I yeah. watched it and I was like, I don't get it. And I watched this, I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually pretty decent looking. Yeah. Like, all they had to do was just fucking slow it down a bit, I guess, for me. Because I'm just like, anyway, sorry. Go no, ahead. it's fine. So, yeah. Um, visually, from what I've seen in the game so far, I, I think it all looks very good. Except for, I still think the armors look dumb. They're very generic looking. Yeah, I'm not into it. Um, yeah. And I think the combat, um, very similar to Vindictus. It's Vindictus. Looks very, like, like. Like you're floaty all over the place almost. I don't know how to yeah. really word that. Um, though there does seem to be impact, which is good. But yeah. like, um, it, it looks off. So I don't know if it'll feel off in that regard. And obviously they said off. it's still in development, and that they they said that you know visuals and stuff like that will still change. So I'm I'm not gonna hold it against it, and it could still be fun. I can look past that. Um, just like the armor visually, like I might not be into it, but it, if gameplay's fun and the stat progression is fun. It's not going to matter at all. Um, so I do have more thoughts than I originally had. Obviously, yeah, we're actually game. talking about it. But um, <laughs> I still, I still think it kind of fits in a hesitant spot. And I think part of that, unfairly to the developer of the game, is the publisher of the game. So yeah, yeah. Um, my interest level watching the original two trailers is probably about a one point five out of ten, maybe, maybe a one. Like, I really had zero interest in it. I was just like, it's pretty generic looking. I'd say it's about a 6.5 now, maybe That's a, a 7. It's a, it's a huge jump, yeah. yeah. I'm not super fucking pumped on it, but I'm legitimately like, I can see myself buying that. Oh, hey, look, a video game. Yeah, I can see, <laughs> I can see myself buying that game. Like, I, I agree with you 100% about the armors. I think they're really generic looking. I don't think they look bad. They just don't look like, there's no, there's there's nothing charming about it. There's nothing individual about the armors. There's nothing, there's nothing about the armor that looks like Godfall. I wouldn't see those armors and go, oh, Godfall. I'd go, well, that looks Greek, Roman-esque. That looks fucking Asian-influenced. Exactly, yeah. And and they don't look bad. They look shiny. They like the colors. They, they got the capes and all that shit. But just nothing about it. It's, like, unique. Um, but, uh... But we saw combat and uh, in a slower pace. Like, he was actually walking and then fighting stuff. And it looked like Vindictus to me. And instantly I'm like, I like Vindictus. It almost looks exactly like Vindictus. I like Vindictus. Yeah. So I don't have an issue with this. Uh, I'm not a person like, well, they did it first. And then when he's like, except for when he's like, we're going to make our own genre. I'm like, no, you're not. 
they're not. Vindictus exists. Borderlands exists. You just mix the two. That's cool. I like that. So, uh, as you know, on paper, what he told me, I like everything he just said. Um, I like the idea of finding. I like that he emphasized a sense of pride finding something awesome. That's cool. I want things to be like rare. And when you get it, you're like, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the combat looks serviceable. I, it's nothing exciting. Like, you know, it looks like a hack and slash third person action game, but doesn't look bad either. So, I mean, like my biggest complaint is like, I, I got a lot of questions answered, which is great. I get what the game is. It's Vindictus meets Borderlands. But um, my biggest complaint on it is the armors aren't super unique. They're fine though. So, Overall, like I said, I went from like a 1 to 1.5 to about a 6.5 to a 7 in interest on that game uh, within that one video. So I'm interested. If this comes out, it comes out on PC like it's supposed to or next-gen consoles, I could probably see myself just buying it on PC. But um, it has multiplayer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I could see myself playing this with people. I don't know if I'm going to be fucking in love with this game. The story doesn't sound particularly super interesting. The worlds are nice looking but there's nothing they're kind of like just floating islands and stuff so kind of reminds me of like dauntless or something where you're just kind of in these like areas to fight there's nothing really specific about them where you're gonna be exploring nooks and crannies and shit but um but as a game where i'm gonna be fighting killing stuff and getting loot i'm i'm down to do that so um yeah i'm i'm interested i flip-flopped 100 i'm not like i said i want to emphasize i'm not super stoked on this game but i would play this game yeah I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Um, before, when I saw the trailers, I was like, okay, what the fuck is this? It's just kind of flashy screens and melee attacks. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Maybe I'm just getting senile and couldn't tell what the fuck was happening. <laughs> but... Happens to the best of us. <laughs> We're all getting senile. <laughs> Crazier by the week. But, uh, yeah, watching the slowdown of it and the explanation of it, like, it's a looter slasher. I mean, those are two, like genres that i really enjoy playing i love i love me some dynasty warriors <laughs> let me tell you yeah even um, dinosaurs you're finding weapons and shit so yeah yeah and which is part of the charm and having the loot all this loot attached to it it's just it seems like a really good game um my curiosity has definitely peaked a bit more than before of nothing but i i still want to see more um it was kind of it was, it was an interesting look at the game but it seemed very bare as to like, mm. well, here's a general idea of what we have for the game. I want to see more detail into it. I want to see what else you have like to offer for the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I just it just came to me when I was watching that. If if I was on Steam, like I do in the Steam store, and there was a game called Godfall in there I never heard of, and they're like, oh, this is like a looter shooter but with melee combat. I'd be like, okay, I'm sold. I'd buy it. I'd play it. <laughs> I might not like it that much, or I might like it enough, but I would I would I see myself buying it. Because I'm like, oh, you're speaking to me. Okay, that's something I would play. And it was good. Even if a game like, uh, not not comparable, but like a game like Remnant from the Ashes is a really cool game. I really like it. It's not the best fucking game ever, but I picked it up randomly. I played it, and I was like, I can play this with people. And so someone hops on and plays it. I'll play it with them or whatever. Pretty much feel like the same thing is going to happen with Godfall. That game can come out. I'll play it. I'll be like, yeah, that's pretty fun. And then if someone else picks it up, like, okay, well, yeah, I'll play it with you. Like, that, And that's the best part. But yeah, just... Nothing about it is, is still like super like, oh my god, what a new, intriguing idea. This is fucking next-gen shit here, and the combat looks just amazing. I'm just like, yeah, that's that's a game I would play. That's about it. Yeah. So, I mean, I saw a game, fuck, what was the other, it was the other day? It was like a $15 game on Steam, and it's like, you shoot things, there's loot. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> should, I, should I buy this? I'm like, nah, I got other games to play. I gotta stop. 
Everybody's making loot-based fucking games now. It's not it's not a big, new, intriguing thing anymore. I stop fucking buying every single game that promises loot. I think there's, like, cats in there or something. Cats with guns and shit. And like, you get to fucking play with... People in the reviews were like, if you like Borderlands, you're gonna like this. I'm like, I like Borderlands. So I'll probably like this. 15 bucks? That's a steal. I stopped myself. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, I bought, like, four other games, but... Just hang oh. on Steam. Like I didn't buy did. that one. Yeah, it's annoying. Every time I go on Steam, I'm like, what should I play? And I go to the store. <laughs> like, I don't go to my library first. I'm like, what game should I play? And I just go right to the store. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop. <laughs> you have like 600 games on your fucking Steam. Just play one of those. I'm like, your kid who's like, I want that toy. You already have toys. I want that one. We have toys at home. <laughs> I want the one in that kid's hands. <laughs> That's me, for sure. Uh, anything else on Godfall? You guys want to say? Good luck. <laughs> That's cryptic. I want Good more. Luck. Show me more. Yeah, me too. First you chose, whatever. That one, I'm like, okay, okay. You got me. I'm interested a little bit. So let's see more. So I'm with you. Uh, let us know in the comments what do you guys think about Godfall. Uh, specifically, all of you who let me know. Like, you're like, hey, this is a looter game. And I'm like, oh, is it? I had no idea. Um, uh, are you interested in this? Are you not interested in this? Did you do something similar to us in the sense of like, you saw the trailers before and you're like, I don't get it. And now you maybe change your mind or maybe you watch this. You're like, I don't, st I still don't give a shit. I mean, it doesn't look fucking interesting at all. What it's Vindictus. Vindictus was great fucking 40 years ago, but now it's like, it's modern times. Let's get something new. Uh, let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Godfall in the comments below. Are you going to pick it up on PS5, Xbox Series X, or PC? Where are you, you going to play this fucking game? Where are you playing this shit at? Um, and then it's that time of uh, TasteCast where we read your guys' comments. I like how there's just a giraffe with a rainbow fucking right in the screen here. Um, and uh, yeah, we're going to go through the week's episodes, read your comments, reply to them. And, yeah, if you want your comment to be considered on the show for sure, make sure to type in hashtag AskTLG, and we will read it unless it's really fucking batshit crazy. Even if it's pretty crazy, I'll read it. Just don't say anything insane. Um, I'm not being specific here, but you know what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, so, uh, yeah, hashtag AskTLG. Type that in. Uh, otherwise, I go uh, randomly. So we did taste cast last weekend, like we're doing right now, except for back in the days when we had our good mics in the studio and all that shit. Those are the old days. Uh, and we talked about uh, is Valorant good? Because I'd played it, and uh, we talked about a possible MMO comeback. I'm still on, on like thinking it's coming. Like I, I I just read some stuff recently. I'm like MMOs are coming back. They're going to come back in the next four years. It kind of sounds like it. Yeah, there's another company that's starting to work. They've got a mm -hmm. bunch of funding, $10 million, start working on MMO. I'm like, they're coming back, baby. I watched a video recently of some guy who covers MMOs, and he was like, he's like, I'm waiting for new MMOs. But then I look at the list, and it sh he shows the list. He's like, and one new MMO comes out a year nowadays. And I'm like, yep, that genre's dead. So he was really depressed about it, so am I. But anyway, we talked about that. We, we're not going to talk about it now. Make sure to check that out. Uh, but yeah, we got a couple comments I want to read real quick. Uh, the first one was from Nick Raintree, and they said, Still hoping for a 2020 release for Dying Light 2, because we talked about, is the game even fucking coming out? Um, although I'm looking forward to Hellraid DLC coming this summer. Techland based it off the game they were developing in 2015 that got canceled. Still the fact they keep adding new content into a five-year-old game is insane. You guys have anything to reply? Uh, what's the DLC for? Uh, Dying Light. 
okay. So there was a game that was coming out. Uh, they showed it at an E3 real quick, and it looked like Dead Island and Dying Light, but it was like a medieval game where you're fighting like demons and stuff. It was made by the same guys. I remember when I first saw it, I was like, I mean, I'll play that. It's Godfall. I was like, I'll play that, but why? Like, you already have two games like this. Well, that game just disappeared. And I forgot about it. And then for Dying Light, a game that's been around for fucking years now, they just uh, said that they're releasing a DLC called Hell Raid, and that was the name of the game. Gotcha. So I think they scrapped the game originally, but they're bringing it in some capacity to Dying Light um, to play uh, on there. Um, I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know if it's going to be like a separate standalone thing or if it's going to be like some kind of weird in-game you transport there through whatever means, storytelling, I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, they're adding that, and the game's been out for fucking like five years. <clears throat> well, I mean, <clears throat> generally speaking, I, I appreciate when uh, games are supported long-term just because there's a fan base usually there and they just want more content for it anyway so I, i'm good on them for doing that um and if they are able to just recycle some old assets smart as well mm. on, uh, for them so it didn't go to go to waste yeah yeah mm -hmm. um as far as like dying light coming out this year though i honestly and i don't mean to <laughs> give you the bad news but i could really doubt it so i think it'll come out this year or next year I don't, I don't know. I don't think it's gone forever, unless they like deleted the game on accident. I don't think it's gone forever either. But when they said indefinitely postponed, that's kind of yeah. But freaky. Last of Us Two said that. Yeah, I suppose. so. And then like a week later, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's coming. It's coming soon." <laughs> and it's like, why'd you say it like that then? That's just going. We can't give you a, a hard date. It's really scary wording. They should work on that. Yeah. They should just come out and be very transparent. And go look. We got to delay the game. We don't know when we're going to release it. I feel like it'll be this year. Just understand that we're going to release this game. It's going to be real good. Everybody's going everybody gonna to love it. You're all going to love it when it comes out. Just give us the time to work on it. Don't be like, postponed indefinitely. What does that mean? It's indefinite, man. Is it coming out? I don't know. Mean people will take that 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 uh well I feel like it's gonna come out this date as as it's coming out this date and then they'll get really mad when it doesn't come out. So I can understand. That's why true I would too. Say that is definite. true. If someone's like, I think it might come out by the end of the year and then it doesn't come out by the end of the year, they're, they're like, age. like, What the fuck? Yeah. Or it, it comes out, out June. I or hate it, you. Or if it comes out early and they're like, What the fuck? You said the end of the year. <laughs> yeah, but this is good. No, I didn't plan on this. I didn't I mean, schedule this. In all fairness, the amount of games that come out, releases are kind of like in the consumer schedule now. <laughs> I get pissed at fucking Amazon when they, they're they like, it's going to be here Monday. And then it shows up Sunday. I'm like, dude, I wasn't planning for this. Yeah. He's left this shit on my porch for fucking three hours, you piece of shit. I paid for this. I anyway. paid for it for someone else. Yeah. Sounds like, hey, someone paid for this. I'm going to take it. <laughs> That's called stealing. Um, what are we talking about? Hell Raid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> fucking Dying Light 2 postponed stuff. Yep. Um... I, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for Hell Raid. Um, I like the idea that they are continuing it in some capacity into Dying Light. It's crazy that they're supporting a game five years into it. I mean, we saw games like Payday 2 and fucking other uh, games get supported for like 20 years. Ever. Yeah. Like, like crazy <laughs> long time. Pretty sure they um, still make shit for Payday 2. Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> yeah, they put Ethan and Ela from H3H3 in that fucking game. Um, <laughs> which is just bizarre. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for it. I was, ex I was curious about Hell Raid and then I forgot about it. So, uh, I think this is the best of both worlds. If we're not going to get that game, at least we're getting something from it. And at least they're getting to do something with that. Um, 
And Dying Light is fucking awesome. It's an awesome game. If you haven't played it and you're ever curious about it, pick it up. Uh, they added all sorts of crazy shit to that game after it came out. They added vehicles to a game that never intended to have vehicles in it. A uh, whole new map. It whole, it's got loot. It's got crafting. It's got all sorts of shit. So uh, it's a really fun game. Really good parkour. Some of the best first-person parkour um, I've seen in a game. Um, so really great game. Can't wait to play Hell Raid. I will definitely be playing it. Josh actually bought me uh, Dying Light um, on... I was at Dying Light 2. That'd be fucking next level. Uh, it's delayed because it got leaked to Seth. Um, <laughs> we got to get it back from him. Uh, but yeah, he, he got uh, me Dying Light on PC, so I'll probably be picking it up on... Uh, or the, the, the DLC on PC because it's just so much better on PC. Um, and yeah, I agree with everything you said, Nick. Anything else you guys want to say? Chris, you got any... I, Thoughts on Hellraid? I'm glad that they're using asset old assets that they kind of had to put aside for a different game to a new uh, IP. I'm just glad they bring it back out. Um, mm -hmm. All that work go to waste. It's nice to see. Um, I don't play it though, so I'm, I'm excited for people who enjoy it. I'm happy that you're happy. Uh, all right, thank you, Nick, for the comment, and uh, yeah. I agree with you. Next comment we got is from Keith uh, in response to, uh, I forgot who said it originally. I think it's someone new from Reddit, but they were essentially saying that uh, they would prefer if we had gameplay on the screen and us smaller, they, you know, for entertainment reasons, they would prefer to watch the gameplay. I explained very lengthfully that, uh, that the reason I do the show the way I do it and kind of my philosophy on the, the show is more about the conversation and um, less about the gameplay on, on a video game show. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and in response to um, that, Keith commented saying, I'm directly opposite of PL. PL is the name of the person. Sorry if you're, if you're watching. PL said, uh, but Keith says, I'm directly opposite of PL. I'd rather see your talking heads than the gameplay footage. I've always thought of this channel as kind of podcasty opinions and discussion of guys just talking about video games. Don't change that. And then he also extended that saying, I also actually watch you guys, lol, because uh, I was like, I don't even know if people fucking watch us or not. They're probably just listening to us. So apparently <laughs> Keith actually watches us. So thank you, Keith. This is why we love you. Uh, also, I actually watch you guys lol, usually as I eat before I start gaming for the night myself. Um, so yeah, uh, this I wanted to read this first off because it, it's just I'm glad to hear that people enjoy um, the way I have it formatted. Um, obviously, everybody has different um, preferences, and I'm definitely trying to you know meet people halfway. But I do have a way I like to do it, and I'm glad to hear that people enjoy that way. Um, I also thought it was interesting uh, just to kind of give another perspective of. Uh, people who watch and some people want it this way some people like it this way so um, I thought it was interesting and also uh, I just like hearing that somebody actually watches the show not just listens to it which I'm sure plenty of people do but I just know myself and a lot of people uh, listen to podcasts most of the time even mm -hmm. if you watch them I watch like you know Joe Rogan and shit and sometimes I'll watch the episode if it's like two people I really fucking like or a person on there I really like I want to see but then other times I'll just like passively listen to it so it's all here or there, so I just kind of assume most people do that. I think most people do do that still, but um, it's hard to judge too because most people are lurkers. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. For all the people we talk to regularly, specifically in the Discord link down below, um, but also there's a whole other subset of people in this community that only talk to us in the comments on uh, the shows. Um, there's people who uh, regularly talk to me on Reddit now, like they're expecting me to be over there and they'll talk to me there. 
Um, and then even when I'm streaming, uh, people who never talk otherwise will come in there and talk to me directly. So um, there is a lot of, like, the lurkers. There's mm -hmm. a bunch of people who don't even talk but are watching, and there's no way to really know how they take it in, take yeah. the show in. Um, so I, I just, the, the feedback is, is welcome, but it's just interesting to get this perspective. I've literally talked to people within the community. They weren't even talking to me. I was just there in the conversation. They're talking to each other and they're like, I only trust blah, blah, blah. And tasty loot gaming when it comes to video games. And the other person's like, I know, but that other person, blah, blah, was like, this is fucking <laughs> weird to, to hear this perspective. So it's just interesting to get this kind of feedback from people. Cause obviously we just make the show, we fucking put it out. And people ingest it and take it in differently, so. Yeah, and, and you know, it's been emphasized a million times, but, like, you know, we're just a conversation show. Yep. That we're not giving you new information, unless you're getting it from us, but we're not the ones who got that information. We're not coming from the perspective of we're teaching you something. Yeah. We're, we're talking with you. It's like you, you sure. run into your friend, you're like, hey, did you hear about Godfall? And you're like, yeah, it looks okay. Well, I heard it's a looter game. So like, oh, that's interesting. We're not qualified to give uh, breaking news. I'm so. not, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> well, fucking... IGN and GameSpot barely are nowadays, too. They Fair. get all the info when we get it on Twitter, so yeah. that's why I'm saying, like, I'm not giving you the info. You probably got it when I got it. Yeah. Um, I just want to talk to you about it, so. But, uh, but yeah. Any thoughts, Chris? I think you guys covered it well. We're just kind of a couple of people hanging out, chit-chatting about games. What do, you, show is. what do you think about Keith sitting there eating and watching your face? I think it's inevitable. I try not to think about that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right there's a lot of weird thoughts you can have about the fact that uh in some of our videos thousands of people have seen you and all of them potentially doing something different i need to go shave <laughs> someone might have done something weird mm -hmm. <laughs> one of our videos almost has a hundred thousand views i guarantee one of those one out of one hundred thousand fucking weird. did something weird <laughs> fellow cyberpunk and these guys' beards aren't too bad. <laughs> I'm about to just unleash myself. <laughs> I hate that. Whatever sense. that means, fucking, we'll keep it vague. Uh, so yeah, thank you for the comments, everybody. And uh, yeah, moving on to the next episode. It was me on Tasty Tuesday talking about the Game Gear Micro and if it was a joke and the PS5 event we all watched, only being in 1080p, 30 frames per second. Uh, there was a comment on here that was quite big so well, i'm gonna read that here from simon two questions randall who likes to do the big comments and i always appreciate the big comments because you're joining the conversation i also like the short comments too i like all the comments just comment um <laughs> just, just do it please uh so yeah on that episode simon two questions randall, we're gonna break this down into each fucking paragraph real quick Okay. Just to make it easy. Okay. So, uh, Simon Two Questions Randall says, AC Odyssey gameplay was basically an engine render. I guess it can be called gameplay since what we've seen may potentially end up being representative of certain scenes or sequences within the actual game. They might make it in, but that's about it. It's like if I posted an unboxing video of Durex Extra Thin on Tinder or some shit with the title of, I'm having a threesome tonight, boyos. Yeah, condoms might be involved. Might make it in. But in... <laughs> But your but your possession of them being promoted on your Tinder profile doesn't prove a thing. He's essentially talking about the gameplay of AC Odyssey and people's complaints with it, uh, whether it was rendered in engine or actually gameplay. People pretty much overall were not happy with that. Even Ubisoft came out and they're like, "Yeah, we fucked up." So uh, that whole situation was uh, was not good. Yeah, if you're gonna um, if you're gonna advertise condoms, we need to see condoms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
So, point made in an interesting way. I yeah. thought it was good. Anything you want to add to that, Chris? Uh, I agree with Chevy. If you're going to advertise condoms, we need to see condoms. And if you're going to talk about using condoms, you need to use the condom. And if you want to advertise AC Odyssey, you should show the fucking game and not some CGI trailer and some random exactly. clips of something happening. So, um... Yeah, and the next part is, and Sony doesn't have to do much to surpass the Xbox spell, I mean, you guys can see how it's spelled, uh, event or whatever the fuck that was supposed to be. Also, I'm not knocking the uh, Unreal Engine 5 demo. It looked absolutely ridiculous, but some everyone believes games on the PS5 will look like that. No, the fuck they won't. Games won't look like that uh, end of that generation even. Uh, tech demos or tech demos sold and uh, ironically titled as video games will, if at all. Honestly, uh... Honestly, be surprised if PS6 pulls something like that or something that looks like that off. I mean, if they don't get to squeeze that exact level of detail and lighting out, who cares? One is a game, one is a demo. But they'll get halfway or somewhat comparable results you'll perceive as such if you're drunk enough. So that's in reference, obviously, to the uh, Unreal Engine 5 demo that came out and people were talking about the graphics. And uh, pretty much what I get from his point is that uh, because it is a demo... It was built to showcase the graphics, and you're not going to get games that look exactly like that, which is possible. I think a good example of that is uh, Watch Dogs, the original Watch Dogs. What that looked like originally and what it was when it came out were very different, and I still think the original Watch Dogs was almost ahead of its fucking time even now. Uh, there's a lot of re really crazy physics in that demo, and it's very misleading. That's why when people first saw it, they went, holy shit. Then it came out, and it was like, okay. Even the graphics, like, throw that to the side gameplay was like whatever but the graphics in that original demo were so fucking good that it got everybody talking about it and so the unreal engine 5 demo looked really good um i think i probably disagree a little bit in the sense of like those graphics couldn't be around at the end of the cycle um just because graphics really go up quite a bit from the beginning to the end of a console cycle um and the things i was seeing in that trailer though they looked really fucking amazing I could I can see those being in a game later on. We're not seeing games like that now, but it's the very beginning of the new consoles. But uh, but you know, it, it, I don't know. I I'm seeing some games, especially with fucking uh, with ray tracing uh, in them that that are just something I I was not seeing on on prior gen like at all. It feels like a, like a pretty good jump in graphics. And so as they get better at compressing textures and making games run better on consoles and possibly unlocking cores, as people always say happens with, like, the 360 and the PS3 and all that shit. Um, they're like, we can enable more power out of it later. They keep saying that kind of jargon with these new consoles as well. I feel like it could happen, but I'm not expecting it because, yeah, I, I can differentiate that the company trying to sell the, the, the engine to developers, but also while getting trying to get people excited for games in the next generation are going to put a lot of work into making that demo look as good as possible. Um, I mean, there's some things in that demo I was not that impressed with. Uh, some of the animations looked pretty okay, but the graphics themselves were really fucking good. Um, so I don't know if we're going to get those or not. I'm not so quick to say that we're not going to get them, but, uh, cause I mean like, look at fucking like God of War. And, like, Last of Us Part Two, as opposed to any game that came out on PS4 when it first launched. They're miles ahead. Miles ahead. Um, so, we'll see what happens. But I get I get your point, and uh, I do think it's a fair point of view to have, because it's kind of like 
controlling your your expectations, which I think a lot of people need to be doing. People gotta stop living in in the in their imagination, assuming that's what's gonna happen. So everyone just wants to turn the hype meter to a hundred instantly. Yeah. So um, I I also think the perspective is gonna be different for certain types of gamers too, just because. PC gamers are used to things like benchmark programs and stuff like that, where you are testing your hardware. Mm -hmm. um, and with it being a new engine and them trying to show it off, it is effectively just a benchmark program for console, um, which yeah. is, you know, not as common. So at least not to the, as an advertising piece, I guess. So, um, but other than that, yeah, I, as far as like what they'll be able to do in like six years from now on the PS5 and the, the Xbox Series X, um, you know, who knows, to be honest. And they could have, they may do the same thing they did this console generation, and there could be, like, three, four years in its life, a pro version. So, yep. um, I don't know. Time will tell. I don't think it's, I'm, I'm kind of with Seth, I don't think it's outside of the realm of possibility, this generation. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, it's just hard to say whether it won't. It's hard for me to say it won't be in the realm of possibilities. Like, like you said, tech just keeps growing and gets stronger and more advanced, and we don't know exactly what all these systems are be capable of and how well they can run this stuff and it's a tech demo so it's designed to show like this is the crazy shit you can do with this and if people take that as word of this is what all the stuff's going to look like then you're just kind of fooling yourself into thinking that everything's going to look like that all the time it is a tech demo those are historically used like i said to show the crazy shit that the program is capable of um but that being said i still think that eventually games run on what the, the tech demos show eventually it's not gonna happen right away maybe later on midway to the console but i don't think it's gonna be the end i think it's gonna be mid cycle it's gonna be showing that kind of graphics though to his credit as well i i remember i forgot the name of it but there's a tech demo for unreal engine three or four i don't remember um that was that dude on the rooftop in the in the fucking like trench coat and he had a pistol. He's like running around in the night. That shit looked fucking insane. And people thought that's what games were gonna look like, and they they didn't. <laughs> so I mean, like they, but but they never said that was a playable demo. Yeah, right, right. That that Unreal Engine Five tech demo, they said they were playing that. So on what we don't know. Yeah. They said a they said a PS they said a PS Five, but. Mm -hmm dev kit like did they have were they doing anything like we don't know they people fucking say shit all the time yeah um so and with within what parameters maybe there's stuff that just what didn't exist in that game that made that game run better too like we don't know it wasn't a full game no one made the game as a game so but uh there are examples throughout history in, in gaming of people showing tech demos specifically for unreal engine that games never live up to mm -hmm. and it's because they're fucking selling their engine. They're not showing you just to go, look how exciting this is. They're going like, we need investors. We need people who are going to fucking buy this engine to make their games so we can make money off of them. And we need to get people who want to buy video games excited to buy games. They're going to use our engine. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. So you just got to, you got to take it, you know, game by game and year by year and just kind of feel it out and control it. You know, a lot of people just kind of jump the gun on a lot of shit. A lot yeah. of people are just like, that's 12 terabytes. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see. Um, next part, he said, is now the PS5 controller will have players feeling raindrops. If you sit out on the terrace with a controller when it's raining outside and the wind's blowing the drops on you at most, see if they prove me wrong, I guess. I'm adamantly open-minded, too. 
Ah, oh, look, Gamer Gear Micro. Make me feel uh, like just going to the park, pop bubblegum on my chin, uh, and do some Heelys. I disagree with you, Seth, for saying the magnifying glass you get for purchasing all four versions is near insulting. Uh, I, for one, do appreciate how they let the consumer peek into said glass and hopefully see just how much of an idiot he is to let a nostalgia boner cut him uh, by 200 bucks. Actually, I'm feeling like I'm a contrarian at this point. Good vid. Keep it up. Did I wear? No offense to anyone who plans to buy, by the way. Or two, by the way. Oh, yeah. No offense to anyone who plans to buy, <laughs> or plans to, by the way. Yeah. Don't at me. So... Yeah, he disagrees me with me because fucking people need to be able to tell how much of an idiot they are, I guess, if they spend $200 on that. Um, but yeah, good video. Uh, keep it up. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And um, point well made on the Nostalgia Boner part. Um, in case you guys didn't watch the Tasty Tuesday, uh, if you buy all four of them in a pack, you get a magnifying glass for the mm -hmm. 1.5 inch fucking screens on those things. And uh, I felt like that was almost an insult. Because it seemed weird to me, um, and yeah, I'm I'm excited for that fucking controller, man. I'm really excited for that controller. I can't wait to get my hands on it. And uh, yeah, thoughts. <clears throat> I I mean, I don't really have any opinions about the the advertising words they're using for the haptic feedback. I'll just find out when I hold on to it. I'm, I I don't care one way or the other. Yeah. I think I think it's a neat feature, but it's not something needed to play video games. Um, and then. The, the the money part, um, I mean, I'm of the opinion that if you earn your money and you want to spend it on whatever the hell you want, go ahead. Not my, my problem, personally. Um, I, as with every single one of these type of things that have come out over the years, the mini Nintendos, Segas, whatever, I'm not interested. I'm the wrong guy. Yeah, so. you haven't been into any of them. And yeah. I bought one and I sold it. Because yeah. so. I'm like, oh, it's neat. It's baby. That's baby console. I love it. And then I go to play it, I'm like, eh. I played these. I played these <laughs> games a lot already. A long time ago. I'm not doing this. And then they're like, 1.5 inch screen. I'm like, that's not even fucking playable. No. Why the hell? That's literally it's a keychain. Buy that, put on something. It's a beeper. Put on the back of a fucking, oh, on your beeper. backpack or whatever. They're like, you buy all four and get a magnifying glass. I'm like, I don't want that shit. I think I have a Motorola somewhere hidden around that. That's probably bigger. That probably has a 1.5 inch screen. fucking Game Gear Micro. Um... I mean, he sounds pretty open to people spending their money on whatever, too. He's just passing judgment. You know what? If it keeps you entertained, go for it, man. Chris, thoughts? I mean, yeah, spend your money how you want to spend it. Whatever. I just... It does seem like... <laughs> whatever. Answer. Like, they know that the 1.5-inch screen is too small to play on. It's like, haha, if you want to be able to fucking play this thing, you got to get the magnifying glass. But only if you buy all four of them for 250 bucks. So stupid. Maybe you can buy it separate, but it's like, just just give them the magnifying just, glass. Just release the Game Gear again. Just re-release like the retro and just have all the games built into it. Release a fucking Game Gear that's rechargeable battery that you can plug into a fucking wall and has the whole library of Sega Genesis on it. There you go. You have one right there. And Game Gear. Sure, but you have the Game Gear. Is is not, baby. 3D printer shell on it. Fucking Game Gear, was you could use that as a fucking shield. That thing was huge. Sure, I remember. <laughs> You put six batteries in that thing, and it lasted two hours, maybe. The, the Switch has a much thinner profile. Energizer was fucking running a racket back then. They still are. They're just dealing rechargeable now. <laughs> With the Xbox fans. Wow. That's where they make all their money nowadays. Them and Duracell. 
They love Xbox. <clears throat> They're like, double A's, dude, just keep selling that shit. These guys will fight for those double A's. That's, that's some fucking Marvel and Star Wars level allegiances to batteries. It's wild. Anything else? No. no. Thank you for the comment, Simon. And, uh, yeah. Very, very... I always enjoy reading your stuff because it's, uh, it's got a lot of words in there that uh, are fun. Fun to read. Um, was there anything else on that one I was going to read? Nope. Okay, so uh, then we did a TLG Reacts, me and Chevy, to the PS5 uh, event. And uh, we got a lot of breakdown from Amelia Cho, so thank you for joining the conversation. I went through and read everything that you said, and uh, she she literally put like fucking timestamps to everything that, that she was replying to. So very fucking impressive uh, and awesome. And then uh, got other comments from other people. Thank you for those as well. Um, but there was one in particular I wanted to read, which was, I think, this one. Uh, yeah, so, uh, Amelia Cho says, I don't have much, uh, to comment on Deathloop and Pragmata. Uh, I don't even remember Pragmata at this point, I'm Mata. Um, both don't interest me, and I forgot Pragmata existed the moment the trailer ended. Is that uh, the Capcom game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I forgot. <laughs> uh, Resident Evil 8, not interested, but it looks great, and I'm happy for fans of Resident Evil. I love, uh, RE Make and RE2 Make. Um, but that's about as far as my love goes. Um, uh, not to trash on Xbox, but this generation was handled poorly by them. Some of the most, or the worst management and decisions for the Xbox One, and now their time to shine. Uh, Sony again takes home the trophy. Horizon 2, Forbidden West looks good. I should try to finish the first game. I just can't get into it. Um, well, hopefully you will, because if you think that one looks good, you should probably play that one and enjoy that. If you don't enjoy that one, I don't know if you're going to enjoy that one. Um... This whole presentation has been masterful and how they showed off the controller and finally the the box was so sensual. My maiden heart skipped a beat. I love the design of the console. I love the risk they took and dashed my expectations for what the PS5 was going to look like. It's a literal art piece. What will Microsoft do with their cinder block of a console? I wonder how Sony has addressed the fans cooling system though. Uh, the vents and everything looks like it'll solve the issue and if it's on a stand. Thoughts? Yeah, so, um, really the only part I have any commentary on at all is the, the cooling aspect of it, just because, um, as we, we've seen, uh, it's sitting next to a controller. This system's huge. It's fucking, it's the biggest console ever. Um, so, yeah, you're talking, like, small form PC, um, so space, space for cooling, I'd imagine, um, especially with the design, I imagine it is a mix between... I mean, it, it's art and engineering is what it is. So, um, sure, that's and, a good way to put it. And they also um, very much took some hints from, as I I've kind of brought up, you know, when we did the reaction video, it looks like gaming routers and gaming modems that are designed to be on all the time and not overheat because modems also have processors in them and so do routers, so they have to stay cool. Um, so it looks like they took a lot of hints from that. Um, area of tech when it came to design as well so saw a meme recently of a city skyline of just skyscrapers and there was just a ps5 in there with them <laughs> fit in most uh metro areas i'm sure i just i just love every console comes out and everybody's like that was like a fridge 
That was prouder. <laughs> it can't just be the console. It's just like, yeah, that's a building. Well, everything has to be something else. It can't be itself. So. I mean, it's funny. It's funny to me. I just think it's funny how quickly people are like, yeah, that's a skyscraper. Yeah. And they just threw it in there. And then someone like me like, it's like, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah. That's a skyscraper. You're right. That's a router. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, I appreciate it for the, the meme sense of it, but it is a little exhausting that people can't just like appreciate things individually. Like every game that came out after Overwatch was an Overwatch clone. Oh, don't get me fucking started. That shit was fucking <laughs> mind-numbing. Um, it was just factually incorrect. Like um, that new Pokemon game stole down from Overwatch. Yeah. Um, no, I saw a meme recently, though. It was a kitchen, and there was an Xbox Series X, just where the fridge is. Mm. And then next to it, I think, was the skyscraper one with the fucking... Or no, it was the router one, where it's just, uh, it looked like a router. It, it, I think it was like a, a PS4 with fucking the pieces of paper on the side. Oh, and yeah. then the one at the bottom was a fucking... Uh, was a switch um, where you put the switch in, but there was just toast in there, so the toaster. <laughs> I'm like, I like how people instantly see these things and they're like, toaster, <laughs> hmm, router. The, the switch yes. dock is definitely a toaster. I never thought about it, and then I saw, I'm like, it is a toaster. Yeah, that's funny. I'm glad that got included because they don't really get included in all the shenanigans. They're always held on their own or praised for every little thing they do. Oh, dude, yeah. I had I got into a debate with the dude years ago who's like, Nintendo's the only innovative company ever. And I'm like, why? What did they, what did they do innovative? And he's like, the cat suit in the new Mario game. I think it was on the Wii U or something like that. I'm like, what the fuck's innovative about the cat suit? It's just a cat suit. Not innovative about that? Um, anyway. Uh... Yeah, so the, the the cooling system thing's interesting because I didn't even have issues with my PS4 at all or my Pro, any of them, until Call of Duty Modern Warfare came out and Black Desert Online. And now games just seem to make that thing run like a fucking... I have a, I have a video on my Twitter of my PS4 Pro screaming. <laughs> when it happened, I'm like, Chevy. I was like, Chevy, come in here. And he like, walked in and you're like, yeah, that's loud. And just going... <gasps> just fucking going nuts i'm like that can't be good you know it's funny i, I see that commentary constantly online uh, lately ever since especially after this console they're like well hopefully it'll be because they they specifically said they want to be quieter and, and a bunch of people are like oh yeah mine's so loud and other people are like mine isn't and the people the thing people are missing there is the people complain about it being louder the people with pros the pros are yeah. very loud yeah i never <laughs> like, had an issue with my original yeah. ps4 um and it has to be something within the system because it's certain games do it mm-hmm it's kind of like my PC has this weird thing that um, I have to set something uh, on my computer to, to tell my power supply on my computer, like, you're fine. It's fi- it's like it's having a panic attack. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to die. You're fine. Just chill out. Power but supplies so, do die but, a lot. But sometimes a power <laughs> supply will play a game, and it's like, this this game's too powerful. And then, like, it starts going, Vroom! I'm like, stop. I have to tell it, because I'm looking at all the temps and everything and all the wattage, and everything's fucking fine. There's not even remotely an issue at all. It's just my, for some reason, that power supply I own, I need to get a different one. But it just, and I looked up online, people are like, yeah, for some reason it has this bug where it thinks, like, it needs to fucking cool down, and it doesn't. Oh, shit! Um, so it reminds <laughs> me of the fucking PS4. It does that. I'll play, like, a, ga- a game. Sometimes I'll play a game for, like, an hour, and then it just goes, and I'm like, fuck. But then sometimes I play, like, a really good-looking game, and as soon as it starts, it just starts going, ah! And it's like, starts freaking out. And I'm like... Chill the fuck out. You can run this just fine. But normally if I... Anytime I restart my computer, it'll do it. But there's a thing I just have to set. Every time I restart my computer, it resets it. And once I set it, I don't have to worry about it. So it's just a weird error that it has. Um, 
Same thing with the PS4 Pro. Fucking Monster, not Monster Hunter. Uh, Modern Warfare. Fucking. You that one a lot. Uh, yeah, it, that's a big one. Every time I start uh, that game, um, it, it starts going really loud. Um, and then Black Desert Online. There's one other game that did it as well as a newer game. So it's obviously the new games are starting to trigger wherever the fuck that is in that console. So um, I do hope that the PS5 has that in mind. Uh, when it comes to cooling, that's one thing that the Xbox did really well. That's something like everybody's like, this is gonna have great exclusives, amazing graphics, the best controller ever, blah blah blah. And Xbox like, our console's quiet. They're not fucking lying. <laughs> They're not bullshit. They're not talking shit at all. It's quiet. Yeah. It's a very quiet console. Even the original Xbox One is fucking quiet. But then the Xbox uh, One X, you know it's on. It just sits there. It's like. It's like, is it on? It's like, oh yeah, we on. It's fine. <laughs> that game's running great, huh? I'm like, yeah, I didn't know you were alive. Oh, yeah, I've been alive. I don't make noise. I'm silent. And then with the fucking Series X, they're like, it's going to be even quieter. I'm like, is it going to be negatively quiet? Is it going to fucking gonna absorb suck sound, sound in? <laughs> if that if that's the fucking case, I will buy one. That's what the top is, the, the curvature. Yeah. It's just pulling like a fucking black hole, all the sound in. If that's the case, I'm going to fucking put one right in my room when I'm producing music. I'll say you're going to see studios with way too much money using that instead of foam. Just yeah. like Xbox Series X's. It's just that fucking <laughs> brick. You just put it in the middle of the room and turn it on. It's just... <sighs> And then you're just like walking in silence, fucking just throw a coin, fucking goes. <laughs> Sounds like you're in space. So nothing. Yeah. It's a vacuum. Yeah. That's fucking crazy shit. <laughs> Microsoft promised that. That's a fucking. That's a real thing. Um, I'm spreading lies. They're gonna fucking hit me up like, hey, did you say some shit? I'm like, no, that was a joke. I joke a lot. In fact, 99% of everything I say is not real. <laughs> it's all fake. <laughs> you, you must not know me. Um, anyway, we were replying to this. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Cooling, I, I, I yeah, I, we talked about it. Um, I agree with you on Deathloop 100%. Pragmata, Pragmata, I would... I want to be really cool, especially because Capcom is making it, so it's got to have something to it. Um, but yeah, I agree. I forgot it existed until now that we're talking about it. REA, I'm one of those guys. I'm fucking so for it. I'm ready for it. And I'm glad you like the remakes. They are awesome. Um, not to trash the Xbox. That's one of those topics. People always got to go in gently. I'm not trying to talk shit, but... And it's like, but what? Well, they could have done better. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everyone can do better. Yeah, but they could have done better. They could have done much better. I ain't trying to be a dick, but... I don't want to insult you, but... It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just insult me, motherfucker. Let's get this going. Um, I, I pretty much agree with what you're saying. I mean, I, I've my stance on the console is pretty fucking out there now. So it's open. Everyone knows it. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn 2... Um, I already kind of said, you, you should definitely beat that game if you're going to hop into that one. I guarantee its story is going to be continued from the last game. And it's got a really good story. That's one thing about that game I really enjoyed was like I was actually into the story. A lot of games like that, open world games, the stories are like serviceable, but they're never like super intriguing to me. And that one, I was like, I like I like this like fucking post-post-apocalyptic idea of the world restarted, but why did it restart? And it's really fucking interesting shit. So definitely, definitely check that out. It's a really fun game to play too. So yeah, try and play it some more. Um, I love this whole 
presentation was masterful and so sensual and that your maiden heart skipped a beat. It's a great it's a great perspective I'm not gonna ever hear again from somebody else when it comes to that PS5 presentation. So True. just know just know I really I I appreciate that that sentiment. My maiden heart skipped a beat as well. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Fucking it's it's a really good perspective. I agree with you, I just don't have the same perspective, but I uh I was very into it as well. Uh, Chris, anything you want to add to this? I, I just I, I think that when I saw what the console looked like as well, that it's like an art piece. Whereas like previous consoles kind of meh, they just haven't really done anything for me. This one I'm actually like like want to put it in the middle of a room and be like, look at this thing. This thing looks fucking crazy. This is an awesome piece of modern tech art. And it's, but it's not like over the top where it's just like, you know, like modern, modern art where it's just kind of like weird interpreted pieces. Just like this nice, sleek, yet artsy design, and I really appreciate that a lot. Reminds me of car designers when they're allowed yeah. to make a car versus yeah. making one that just fits. Like a prototype car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. one's mm-hmm. expressive. The same, it reminds me of, um, and goes with the meme, but it reminds me of like fucking uh, architecture. It reminds me of um, modern uh, style building architecture. Uh, there's some buildings like that, like in like the UK and like fucking. Um, oh, shit. Where's that place in the desert? Well, I can't remember names. Dubai? Dubai, Dubai thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where people just have enough money to go, yeah, fuck it, build that. Um, <laughs> cops all drive Ferraris and flying cars. Um, uh, well, there's people that are just living on the beach. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, look, it looks cool. It looks cool. Yeah. I like the way it looks. I lost track of what I was thinking about Dubai. I was a, um, I remember watching, I think it was uh, Grand Tour, and they were talking about car engineers and how, like, you would think it'd be a really cool job, but most of the time they just have to make, like, normal-ass cars all the time. And then every once in a while, like, a car company comes up and they're like, make something neat looking. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much what that feels like. They, somebody was like, eh, just make something. It's just cool that that's yeah. the final fucking product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looks like a prototype. For that's sure. like something that someone would be like, oh, are you, do we got the balls to do this? And someone's like, this might be the last console ever. Yeah, might as well. Just do it. Let's have one last raw, possibly. Before everyone just points their watch at their TV and plays their game that way through their mind. Will we James Bond? Yeah, we all are James <laughs> Bond. If you think about James Bond when it first started, we're all James Bond now. Fair. Minus the flamethrower in my Look watch. Look at this but fucking gadget right here. It's actually dynamite. You're, you're See, we're all James Bond. This is my fucking point. <laughs> Everybody James Bond in 2020. Um, yeah. So, uh, anything else? No. All right. Thank you for the comment, Amelia Chow. Thank you for all the comments. You, you fucking really went through that whole episode in great detail, and I, I uh, enjoyed reading all of those. Uh, and then the last video was just yesterday where I tried all four classes in Torchlight 3, and we got a comment from Maneki Neko uh, saying, I've had only one issue with a console. Okay, so in this, in this stream, we got into this conversation talking about uh, consoles having problems when they first come out. I was saying I'm buying a PS5 as soon as it comes out. I'm buying the Xbox probably when it first comes out. And then some people had reservations going, I don't like to buy you know hardware when it first comes out, which I understand completely. But then I was like, I really had issues with consoles outside the PS2. Buying it too early. And the PS2, our, our disc reader, got uh, had the problem that PS2's had 
the first PS2s that after like a year or two it started having problems reading discs. Yeah. Which was annoying. And you had to like do blue bottoms. Yeah, you had to do weird shit to try and get to work. That's the only time I really had an issue. So anyway, from that discussion, uh, which shows me he actually watched this stream, which is great. Um <laughs> I've had only one issue with a console at launch. Well, kinda. My PS2 died. I tried selling for cheap to a sell-back store. They said, "Sorry, we can't fix it, or we can't fix this and resell it." Uh, so it sat in my drawer for like two years. And one day, I was like, "Fuck it!" Took the whole thing apart, made a map of where everything went. So I put it back together, and it worked. And never had any problems again. P.S. I've been around lurking. It's one of the lurkers, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> And watching all the vids just hadn't had much input. I like both consoles, so the whole th whole this or that is better. Uh, I could care less about. Um, I'm just excited for the future, which is a great mentality to have. He's just excited for fucking consoles. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, as for that PS2 story, that's fucking MacGyver shit. You know, it's funny too. It was one of the things I always hear people say going back to the PS4 overheating thing. Uh -huh. Is they're like, like some of you gross asses don't clean your consoles out. So, yeah, most people don't. Yeah, well, and I I follow a guy on TikTok who fixes electronics, and PS4s are usually pretty gross. They are, dude. I watched videos when my, my shit was running loud at first. Mm -hmm. I thought it was an issue with the fans, and it still might be. Oh, I don't gosh, know. I just love them. But, uh, gross. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of room in there. Um, yeah, but I watched multiple videos of people opening up PS4s and cleaning them, and they fucking hold a lot of dust. Yeah, they get gross. Yeah, specifically the pros, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of open area in there. Um, so yeah, that's fucking, it's crazy. But, uh, yeah, thoughts? That was pretty much the only thought I got from that. Um, I, I applaud you for, you know, <coughs> deciding to do thing. that with your PlayStation, but I guess you really didn't have anything to lose mentally uh, on that because you'd already attempted to sell it. Well, if it had been so. sitting in there for two fucking years yeah. already, like, yeah, at least time to experiment, I guess. Yeah, it's sure. like I, I, uh, wanted to get good at like cleaning lenses so i have one lens i think it's kind of like shit and i don't care if i was to lose it or break it so i like practiced on that one and shit mm -hmm. so it's kind of like that mentality like eh, i could lose it it's already fucked so yeah i think it's impressive you got it to work again and that you mapped it out it's really interesting for sure um and yeah we appreciate that you've been watching even if you've uh just been sitting back and watching and not commenting i mean that's awesome and uh, i have the same mentality as you i mean you know this you watch the show but uh, I'm I'm excited for fucking anything, so I'm ready for both consoles. I don't think I've ever had any problems with a console buying it fresh off the gate. Yeah, I can think of any anyone that I I I feel like the I, I get cautious as I get older though, because I waited for a while to buy a PS4. Mm -hmm. Um, partially because I couldn't find it anywhere, and partially because I wanted to wait till like the hardware was a little better. Um, just because like historically, consoles have had this weird like thing where like they'll start off with like here's the launch console and then like like he said like a couple of years later they'll be like okay here's a better version of the same console yeah the notorious one was the xbox 360 that thing came out and the red ring was probably one of the biggest oh. outside of the ps2's laser issue mm -hmm. uh the red ring was like the most famous failure in consoles when it came to releasing a console because so many people got red rings that yeah. it became part of the community that like yeah my my 360 red ringed well, when people buying used consoles knew, like, to ask for which type of serial numbers to ask yep. for and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because they made that so. fucking, what was it called, like, Phoenix chip or Falcon Falcon chip to fix it? Yeah, they, mm -hmm. a cool, one that ran cooler. Yeah. yeah. And that was later, and then 
before that there was two chipsets wherever that yeah they had numbers and one of them was like more likely to have red rings and shit yeah. Yeah. so it was like down to a science like you could really tell like if you're costing be fucked and i knew a bunch of people who had it who got a red ring and they're just fucked and then for a while for a couple of years you could send it in and get it fixed and shit but then after a while they stopped doing it because mm -hmm. can't do that forever but like that's a that's a big fucking deal specifically because the 360 was super popular it was a great console mm -hmm. and it had that issue yeah, I remember we Frank and I both had our own 360s, and his constantly red ringed, and he fixed it himself by putting it in the oven wrapped in a towel at a set temperature. I yeah, I always heard that. Um, I would never do that. Urban legend. So well, he did it, and it and it yeah. worked. Yeah, it's crazy. But that's one of those situations that if your your console's fucked, if it's bricked, and you're just like, ah, I'm gonna try something. Like my, because yeah they they were the whole thing behind that was you were trying to overheat it so it reset something right right because yeah that's why you wrap it in a towel and all sorts of weird shit because i remember hearing about that i heard a bunch of people but i never knew anybody who did it so i was like oh that's an urban legend that's mythology he's putting pennies inside of it at certain locations to like heat oh, i've never heard that one yeah that's fucking weird I'm glad I'm an adult at this point. I just be like, yeah, let's get it repaired by a new one. Yeah. When I was younger, I get it. I remember a bunch of people my age back then were like, ah, it's fucking broke. I can't get another one. And so they were trying all sorts of weird shit. So. Well, it was like today my, my Switch wouldn't turn on. And yeah. I was like, fuck. I had the same problem like two or three times. You can't find these right now. That was my thought. <laughs> I can't replace this right now. Like, literally can't. Not yeah. that, you know, I couldn't, like, have it repairable. I was more so like, fuck, what am I going to do? Like... And that was kind of a shit time to replace hardware. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I did find this. I'm, we're going on a tangent, but... Uh, That's the show. <laughs> I, I did find a video where a guy showed, like, five different ways to, to fix it. And the fifth version fixed mine. Because the nice. first four I saw and I tried, none of them worked. And the, the fifth one instantly worked. I was like... Whatever, I don't know what I did. Great. <laughs> so it was like hold the button, the power button for twelve seconds, let go, tap it, let go, tap and hold again for twelve seconds and it turned on. I'm so and of course it makes sense that these exist, but I'm so happy that people who make hardware that's normally dependent on screens mm -hmm. that when you can't access them, there's some there's something you can do. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. There, there's been like three different things. Specifically, I, I was telling you about it already, but I have uh, the Astro A50s, which are uh, surround sound uh, wireless headphones. Fucking great! I love them. They sound awesome. They got a lot of cool stuff Not you sponsored. can do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I, I, I think they're great. But this isn't a sponsor because they have this fucking problem where they will just not turn on. It's happened to me probably like six times. I'll fucking take them off the charger. They're great. They're great. They sound great. But they're they fuck up all the time. Astro A50s, whoever makes that. Astro. Astro, yeah. <laughs> whoever the fuck you are. Um, they uh, they they have this issue, though. You take them off, and they won't start. They'll, you can turn it on, and the red light will turn on. But there's no audio. There's nothing. And there's buttons on the side where you can turn people's voices up or the game up, which I love. Um, and nothing. You don't hear anything. And uh, I looked up online. I was like, great. Did I spend, like, fucking $350 on a goddamn headset that's just bricked? And... Uh, you go online and people are like, okay, turn them off, put them back in the charger, then turn them back on, 
take them off the charger. Now hold the surround sound button and the left button for 10 seconds. And then wait for it to go doo doo. And then it does that. And then put them back on the charger, turn or turn off, then put it back on the charger. And then now there should be a green light. And the whole time I'm doing this, and I've done this with other things before too, where I'm like holding the button for the 10 seconds, I'm like, you fucking better work, you better fucking work. It's the longest 10 seconds of my fucking life. And I put it back on there, and then the green light pops on. I'm like, holy shit, and I grab it, and I fucking put them on, they work. I'm like, oh, God, thank you. It's funny how many of uh, these, because uh, like, I guess the people, the videos I was watching for the Switch, a lot of people were comparing it to like how you get Android screens to turn back on. Yeah. And it's these weird, like, hold the power and the volume button for, you know, a certain amount of time, blah, blah, blah type things. And uh, I just think it's funny how many systems have become in place, because these are obviously intentionally designed so you don't accidentally do them. Yeah, right. they're, they're, yeah, they're difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, one of the switch ones was put it on the charger for 15 minutes to make sure that the battery's got some juice. You know, in there's like, and then yeah, weird button pushes and stuff like that. I'm like, there's no one who's just doing that accidentally. Like, so I don't know. It's interesting. Oh, my Vive too. One of my one of my controllers was stuck on and I couldn't turn it off and shit. And people were like, yeah, you just gotta let it die and then recharge it. I'm like, I don't want to fucking wait. That thing's not in use. It's going to take hours to just sit there. I just got to forget about it. But then I look up online. These people are fucking heroes, man. Not all heroes wear capes. These people who know, they're like, I know it's really frustrating. I went through two guys, but I'm going to try and help you out. I'm like, God bless you. What a fucking amazing human being you are. Look at you. You're not even fucking getting anything from this, really. Outside of a lot of these videos have millions of views, so they got something out of it. But, um... Yeah, I look up a video and the guy's like, yeah, my Vive controller hasn't been working. Uh, and uh, so I just did this. And he's like, beep, beep, he's like, fucking hold this. And juice. I'm like, you just figure that out? That's what <laughs> so, I want to know. Who the fuck figures this shit out? Like, you know, stand on your left foot, put your arm in the air, pirouette, and then take the microphone and shove it up your ass while you're charging <laughs> the controller and your screen will turn on. Make sure the wind's blowing to the east when this happens. If it's going to the west, you need to hold this so, button. Here, here's the thing we're all missing, right? It was probably in the instruction manual. Probably. They, yeah, they're just, they're just the motherfucker who went into the they online read it. online fucking manual, and they're just like reading it, and they're like, oh, there's a there's a hard reset button or soft reset button. There it is. The rest of us are just like monkeys trying to figure it it's out. It's not working. <laughs> Why is it not working? Did you reset it? No. Oh, there it goes. Smash. About, yeah, at halftime, I'm like, I'm going to fucking break this thing. If I can't have it, no one can. That is my mentality. I fucking flew my drone into a tree. And I wasn't pissed that $1,000 went into a tree. I was like, if that falls and someone fucking steals it, they ain't earned that shit. I'm about to get a fucking shotgun and blow that thing out of there. Because I didn't give a fuck about it anymore. I just don't want anyone else to have it. My brain goes some real fucking crazy places. I'm like, you didn't fucking earn this. It's mine. Um, I had insurance on it, though. So I was like, I'm just going to send it back. I just need it back. Give it back. I don't want some asshole going, oh... That's cool. I don't have a drone. Let's take it and they can't fly because I don't got the shit for it. Yeah. So, yeah, I meet Oog sometimes when it comes to this kind of shit. Anyway, um, anything else? Thanks for the rant, Maneki Neko. Yeah, this is your fault. <laughs> He's probably 15 minutes into this going like, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Just fix it yourself like I did. I mean, realistically, if he's like two hours into this, he's got a, you know... All the patience in the world, 15 minutes of a rant ain't gonna matter. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he's he's lurking. 
All right. Well, I want to thank everybody who commented on these episodes. Thank you for watching them as well. And remember, if we didn't read your comment and you wanted us to read it, you can still just tell me, hey, you should read that comment. But you should have put in hashtag AskTLG on your comment. Make sure to do that in the next upcoming week, and we will read your comment and reply to it, hopefully. Hopefully, we'll just read it and look at it and go, hmm. <laughs> and then go on to the next one. Uh, make sure to type in hashtag STLG and uh, we'll consider it. But that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 119. Uh, as always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe. Enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok at TasteLoot Gaming. Check our uh, Discord out, link down below. You can talk to us anytime, all time. We're on iTunes, Spotify, and the podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And uh, we have a Patreon. You can support us there if you want to do that. And uh, yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And I'm Chris. Until the next episode, which will be Tasty Tuesday or some kind of TLG reacts. There's a lot of shit that fucking got released like all at once on the 13th. It's all out. Like, we gotta watch it, so we gotta catch up. So until then, have a good week, guys, and take it easy.